Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open in Hillsboro, 813-287-5700 or toll free 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around or the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. Good afternoon, West Central Florida. I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He has risen. He has risen indeed. And uh, yesterday, we have the hope for the world, and that is an empty tomb. And that empty tomb means that one day, not only did he rise from the dead, he is going to come back again soon one day. And Joe, just want to pass along that I'm hearing that feed from one of our other stations coming through this afternoon. And uh, it is now gone. Hey, it's wonderful to be back with you. A lot of things have been uh, going before my mind since the last time we were together last week. And yesterday, boy, an Easter like has never been seen in America before. A very remarkable day. A day where we celebrated the empty tomb. Because we know and our hope in the midst of the COVID-19 crisis that Without Christ, without the hope and dependability of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the one true God, there would be a lot of hopelessness across the land today. Already there's a lot of helplessness because many of us are at home. In fact, all of us should be at home. But I want to tell you that There's two narratives going on right now. The narrative that you can see and the narrative that you can't see. Now, we've got a lot to talk about today. It looks like that um, uh, in a moment we'll talk about Easter, but it looks like like that we have uh, either neared or approaching the plateau for the COVID-19 in America. That doesn't mean that we're all on the same page. Florida is lagging a little bit from the outbreaks in, let's say, New York. We also are facing an economic 911. And there is going to be the first report from a special task force put together by President Trump. 
because we are not only in the midst of a virus emergency, we are in the midst of an economic emergency, and one that if uh, is not uh, navigated uh, pretty soon uh, for us to be able to figure out how to get this uh, economy in an incremental basis back up and running, um, this is going to provide us with some additional steep challenges for many, many months to come, possibly many years. But, you know, it does not matter because the Lord is here with us. Now, I want to tell you that if you have joined us today, and as we have just come through this very important Holy Week with the emphasis on just who Jesus Christ is, and the fact that he has, uh, the Lord has through his permissive will, he has He has slowed down everything. He has taken away most of our diversions. He's doing that for a purpose. One of those purposes is to get our attention. And to get our attention on the highest holy day of the year for the followers of Christ. I hope that you know him as your Lord and Savior. I would ask you today to not put it off any further if you don't know him and you're tuning in because you are seeking truth, you are seeking answers, then I ask you to trust him with your life today. I ask you to invite him into your life today. I ask you to begin this absolutely phenomenal walk with him. You will never be the same. And I want to tell you, that's why I have joy today. I have joy in the midst of a, of a very, very awful situation. Not only are we seeing tremendous amounts of people who have been infected with the virus, who have been hospitalized with the virus, who are dying with the virus, and even though we're encouraged because the new cases coming in may be sort of plateauing out, But I want to tell you, we're going to talk about tornadoes, Mississippi, Alabama. Going to talk about the locust. There's an awful lot going on. All right, um, Joe, we're in a dilemma. Let's go ahead and go to Tallahassee, if we will. Governor Ron DeSantis has begun his press conference updating us on Florida. We're also going to be hearing from the President's Task Force on getting the economy reopened again. If we can, let's go to Tallahassee. In a community with confirmed community spread, uh, as identified by the CDC, is prohibited. So that was from the very beginning because we understood that COVID-19 presented significant risks to people who were elderly and with people who had underlying conditions. Uh, Right after that, Uh, I directed Director Moskowitz to prohibit visitation from all facilities. We couldn't be sure who was going in. It was a tough thing to do because a lot of the residents like to have visitors, uh, but we felt it was the right thing to do uh, for safety. Uh, We had about 125 cases at the time. We were one of the first states to do it and acted earlier than many of the other states, such as New York and California, in terms of their caseload. Um, And so basically you were in a situation where you had the staff that would have access and workers, uh, and then obviously the residents. Throughout the whole time period, 
uh, we messaged and, and advised all seniors, regardless of whether they're in a long-term care facility or not, uh, anyone who was 65 and plus or with underlying health conditions uh, to stay home as much as possible and to avoid crowds. Um, we also did a formal public health advisory to that effect uh, in March uh, because ultimately, if you look at the way this affects different groups, there's a disproportionate impact on, on, the, on that community. Uh, so we wanted to do all we could do to make them safe. But beyond screening and suspending visitation, our approach to protecting seniors and residents in long-term care facilities falls into three main areas. First, we continue to conduct long-term care facility assessments. So the Florida Department of Health has developed 120 ambulance assessment teams to deploy preemptive measures to prevent the introduction of COVID-19 in the state's long-term care facilities. These teams completed assessments at almost 4,000 long-term care facilities to determine immediate unmet needs and to promote appropriate infection control practices. These assessment teams worked in conjunction with county health departments to address needs and identify facilities where opportunities for improvement existed. The Agency for Healthcare Administration is also in constant contact with facilities throughout the state to make sure we understand and can respond to their needs. ACA staff has made over 1,000 in-person visits and made over 5,000 phone calls to these facilities. Uh, second, the Department of Health immediately sends rapid emergency support teams to facilities who have residents that have tested positive for COVID-19. The department's rapid emergency support teams or REST teams operate as the incident command structure for Florida's long-term care facility response. These teams ensure the residents of the long-term care facility are in a safe and secure environment to prevent the further spread of COVID-19. REST teams remain on scene to provide support while staff members are appropriately trained to provide clinical care for COVID-19 patients. This model has been identified by the Center for Disease Control as a best practice for other states to follow. The department's best strike, uh, REST strike team includes an infection preventionist, local county health department staff, regional staff from the Agency for Healthcare Administration, nursing staff, a Florida Infectious Disease Transportation Network team, and an advanced life support ambulance. These rest teams have responded to 93 long-term care facilities with COVID-19 positive patients. Uh, the third component uh, is testing. While we have been early and aggressive by implementing screening protocols and prohibiting visitation, testing remains an effective tool to identify an outbreak early and to mitigate any spreading of the virus. I've previously directed the Department of Health to conduct sentinel surveillance in long-term care facilities where residents and staff of the facilities are voluntarily tested for COVID-19 even if they do not have any symptoms. To accomplish this directive, the Department of Health successfully trained 30 paramedics to perform specimen collection and used 12 advanced life support ambulances to randomly co collect samples from long-term care facilities throughout the state. But today, we are raising the bar even further. Uh, I am directing the Florida National Guard to create more strike teams to significantly ramp up testing in long-term care facilities. They have already visited and tested, I believe, hundreds of residents in South Florida with the National Guard strike teams. Uh, we are going to expand that to have 10 teams of four, and we'll probably expand it beyond there uh, as long as we have enough uh, equipment and PPE, and they will begin their mission in the counties that are being most affected by COVID-19, so primarily in Southeast Florida. 
They'll be taking samples from all willing individuals in each facility, both staff and residents. It's critical to identify people who test positive as early as possible, and this will help us do that. One of the things that we've learned is you can have someone come in in the staff, you can do a temperature check, you can check for symptoms, but people do carry this virus without a fever, without being symptomatic. And so you need to have a strike team going in and aggressively testing to try to preempt that. Uh, and what we found in a lot of these long-term facilities is the spread is more significant amongst the staff. Um, but it's not that they weren't following the protocols in some cases, they were, it's just somebody didn't show symptoms. And so doing strike teams I think will be good for the residents, but I also think it'll be good to identify this with staff so that the appropriate staff can be, can be isolated and we could prevent an outbreak among staff at nursing home and long-term care facilities. So this is an important uh, additional protection, an additional step, um, and I want to thank the Florida National Guard for responding very quickly uh, when we asked them to do it. Further thing on testing, we've uh, helped set up and run the state of Florida, the Florida National Guard, a number of drive-through testing sites throughout uh, the state. One of the ones we did very early on was in conjunction with Memorial Healthcare in Broward County. So far, this has been in operation for between three and four weeks, I think, and they've conducted over 11,000 tests just in that one uh, place. They actually having people from the National Guard throughout the country come by, look at the site, try to figure out what they're doing uh, right, and it's really become a model for people nationwide. In fact, they had a four-star All right, general, let's go ahead and bring it in uh, for just a moment. If you are just joining us, I'm Bill Bunkley. This is the Bill Bunkley Show. We went uh, immediately upon the beginning of the press conference in Tallahassee with Governor Ron DeSantis. We've been bringing you live coverage of that press conference, which has mostly been a reiteration of the timeline and the response by the state of Florida. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we'll return to Tallahassee. We're also standing by for the President's Task Force on Reopening the Economy. And in Tallahassee, I'm waiting to see of any new information through the question and answer period. I'm Bill Bunkley. Don't go away. I'll be right back. I'm David Moss Jr. from Moss Nissan, and right now, please know that the Moss family cares deeply about your family and our community. And as hard as we work to make our face-to-face experiences for our customers amazing, we understand that right now, not everyone will feel comfortable venturing out to a showroom. So I'd like you to know two things. One, we're going to get through this together. And two, our commitment to unbeatable customer service is always available at MossNissan.com where you can shop our full inventory of new cars and pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. They're also available at any of our physical locations. You can secure financing, value your trade, take advantage of programs for all military and first responders, and complete your entire purchase online, and all from the comfort and safety of your home. We'll even deliver your new car right to your driveway. Plus, every vehicle features MossCare, which one great benefit is an antimicrobial surface designed to kill all bacteria and viruses. At MossNissan.com, we're committed to never losing a deal over price and, more importantly, never compromising the health and well-being of our customers. God bless. Wow, how the world has changed in just a few short weeks. If there is one thing COVID-19 has taught us, is good hygiene. Wash your hands more often and wipe down frequently touched surfaces. Unfortunately, we also face another problem that has been around us since, well, time itself. Rodents. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free. 
Rodents usually carry diseases with them we do not want around us. Treating the problem the old-fashioned way with baits and traps only causes the problem to continue. Baits invite rodents in when you really should be trying to keep them out. So how do we keep them out? With plug-in pest-free, an electromagnetic device that utilises the electrical wiring in your home to set up a no-go zone. Now that's fair dinkum. Look us up today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code PEST20 for 20% off. That's gopestfree.com, promo code PEST20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. And we're back, Bill Bunkley here, and we are delighted that you are with us this afternoon. And we are now uh, going to go back to the state capitol in Tallahassee, Florida, as we are trying to glean any new information from our Governor Ron DeSantis on the COVID-19 outbreak in Florida. Well, let's go back to tally. It can't happen. I know people like to try to twist things. Um, of course, it can happen. Um, but clearly, there's a higher risk for people uh, as they get into uh, older uh, age groups. And then here's the, uh, the death rate per 100,000 uh, by age. So obviously, once you start getting into that 75, 85, uh, becomes a... Um, uh, it becomes a much different situation than people in the in the younger age groups. So, uh, final update on just the hospitalizations. I think if you look throughout the state, uh, it's been pretty flat over the last seven days. Uh, in the last eight hours, there's been a redu net reduction of 27 uh, people hospitalized uh, in the state of Florida. If you look at the hospitalizations, Broward, Miami-Dade, and Palm Beach. They represent about 30% of the state's population. They account for almost 65% of the hospitalizations statewide. Um, if you look at places like Hillsboro, uh, 59 people hospitalized, Orange, 95, and Duval, 61. Um, those have been flat or, or even declining, uh, which is a good sign. And then Southeast Florida obviously has more. Uh, and one thing with the testing, too, if you look at the test per per person in Florida, you know, that is obviously important. But what I did is I actually looked at tests per person in Southeast Florida because that's where the, the biggest outbreak is. So you got about 6.5 million people in those three South Florida counties, Palm Beach, Broward, Miami-Dade. Um, and if you look at the number of tests we've done, um, it ends up being about one test for every 85 residents of those three uh, southeastern Florida counties. So, so that's, a, that's a really strong ratio. I always reference South Korea was viewed as the gold standard of testing because they tested one in every 200 South Koreans. Well, here in southeast Florida, uh, that, you know, that ratio um, has been strong. Part of that is because our efforts with Memorial Healthcare, some of the other drive-in sites. We have two drive-in sites we're supporting in Palm Beach County. We have the memorial site in Broward, and then we're supporting two, at least two, actually more than two, in Miami-Dade County. We've provided some supplies uh, for some other sites as well. Uh, so, so the testing has been aggressive in southeast Florida, and we're obviously going to continue uh, to do that. Uh, in terms of available bed space statewide, we're looking at 42.5% of the licensed beds um, are, are available right now. I think I've cited at the beginning of March, 
a lot of the, the vacancies were, were about 12% statewide. Most of the beds were, were 85, 90, 91% filled in various markets throughout the state of Florida. So when you're talking about flattening the curve, the number one reason to do that was to make sure you had enough hospital capacity to be able to handle patients who would get infected and would need hospitalization. So we worked very hard to make sure uh, that our hospital system would hold up over that, over this period. Um, right now, you know, the hospitalizations are, are basically flat. Um, you know, that's a good sign, but, but we look at it one hour at a time, one day at a time, and just keep trying to do the right thing. So I want to thank the, the folks we have here with us today. Um, we're going to have uh, Secretary Mayhew, Jared Moskowitz, and we're going to have um, uh, Surgeon General and Secretary Mayhew. They're all going to just make a couple comments, give an update on where we're at, and then we'll be happy to uh, take some questions. So why don't we start with the Surgeon General, go to Jared, and then go to Mary. All right. Thank you, Governor. Uh, first, our thoughts with all the families and individuals who have COVID-19, especially those who have lost loved ones to this uh, virus. As the governor mentioned, we've had a five-point plan in the fight against COVID-19. First, social distancing, how do we uh, reduce our risk for getting this virus? Testing expansion and contact tracing, this is a way we can stop person-to-person -person transmission. How are we protecting the elderly and the vulnerable members of our society? As we've heard, this virus is particularly harsh on the elderly. Preparing hospitals for the surge and protecting our healthcare workers. And also, how do we stop the introduction of this virus into our state? And also, most importantly, the introduction of this into nursing homes and other facilities. Where are we? As the governor mentioned, we are essentially at a plateau with a slight increase in number of cases over the past week. The percent positive of individuals testing for, uh, positive for COVID-19 really for the past 10 days has been remained stable at about 11%. As the governor mentioned, the number of individuals in the hospital has, hospitals have remained stable over the past week with about 2,000 hospitalizations per day. And same for individuals in the intensive care units. We've been stable at about 800 individuals over the course of the state, 650 individuals um, on uh, ventilators in intensive care units. Uh, this virus, again, is particularly harsh on the elderly. The elderly account for about 30% of hospitalizations, but about 60% of deaths. We are continuing to follow the trends very carefully uh, we are, as always, we are preparing for the worst, but hoping for the best. We need to continue to focus on the measures which can protect us all against COVID-19. Again, wish to emphasize the importance of avoiding crowds. Six-foot spacing, if we are going to be in gatherings, should be less than 10 individuals. We should all consider wearing a mask in public in the event that some of us are asymptomatic spreaders. Certainly do not work when we are sick. And again, for the elderly, these individuals need to avoid going out in public and certainly avoid contact with individuals who are ill. Uh, we are at a plateau situation, but cannot emphasize enough that we cannot let our guard down at this present time. Until we get a vaccine, which is a while off, this is going to be our new normal, and we need to adapt and protect ourselves. Thank you. Great. Director Moskowitz. Uh, Governor, thank you. Um, so this disaster obviously uh, has been unique, and in fact, it's the first time in U.S. history that all 50 states uh, are under a disaster declaration simultaneously uh, at the same time. 
Uh, and so uh, obviously we're not just competing against the 50 states, we're competing against every country but Antarctica for that life-saving PPE. Thankfully, uh, we've been able to turn the corner uh, in a lot of ways. So uh, to date, the division has sent out 6 million masks, 5 million gloves, 564,000 shoe covers, 515,000 uh, face shields, uh, 286,000 gowns, 77,000 containers of hand sanitizer, 47,000 goggles, uh, and 22,000 uh, Tyvek suits. And so we have millions uh, of pieces of PPE uh, on order that is now starting to come in, and we're going to continue to ramp up that operation uh, all through the remainder of April, uh, continuing uh, into May, because PPE is going to continue to be that thing that we talk about uh, for months to come. Uh, the division is still uh, moving forward under the governor's direction to make sure that we have all those uh, temporary facilities uh, that we were working on, even though it looks like bed capacity, ventilator capacity, ICU capacity has trended in a much better direction for the state. Uh, we are still uh, moving forward to have those facilities uh, open, the convention center on the, on the 20th of April, uh, and the field hospitals in both uh, Dade County and Broward County uh, are already open. Uh, and so... Uh, obviously, we have those staffed at a minimal capacity, but have contracts in place that if we had to increase staffing. All uh, right. Should, if you're just uh, joining us, uh, you're listening to Mr. Moskowitz uh, heading up the COVID-19 emergency effort here in Florida. This is the Bill Bunkley Show. I'm Bill Bunkley. When we come back, we'll return to Tallahassee, expecting the Q&A session to begin in just a few moments, trying to find out any new news past the Easter weekend. I'm Bill Bunkley. Don't go away. We're your source for the truth. I'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. A federal appeals court has partially lifted a lower court order that largely blocked the enforcement of a Texas abortion ban during the pandemic. By a two-to-one vote, a three-judge panel of the Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals upheld enforcement of an executive order by Governor Greg Abbott that included abortions among non-essential medical procedures banned during the state of emergency. The average price of regular grade gasoline in Tulsa, Oklahoma, just $1.42. Overall, the U.S. price of regular grade gas fell 14 cents over the past two weeks. That's according to industry analyst Trilby Lundberg. Bernie Sanders endorsing Joe Biden's presidential candidacy. The two former rivals made a joint online appearance. Sanders is asking all Americans to come together to support Biden's candidacy. On Wall Street, the Dow is down 402 points. The NASDAQ is up three. This is SRN News. Hi, I'm Robert Jeffress, pastor of First Baptist Church in Dallas and Bible teacher on Pathway to Victory. In recent weeks, the coronavirus has taken the world by storm. While millions are isolated at home, everyday life has taken on a new definition of normal. So I want to share two encouraging words to help you navigate through this crisis. The first word is prayer. Philippians 4, 6 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. And the second word is precaution. 2 Timothy 1, 7 says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So pray as if your safety completely depends upon God and take precautions as if your safety depends completely on you. Remember, this crisis is going to pass, and through it all, we can take comfort in knowing that God is still in control. Sunday mornings at 11, join Dr. John Connell of Countryside Baptist Church for Helping Life Make Sense. 
give up your security blanket and open your heart and your mind to the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit who dwells within you. Helping Life Make Sense with Dr. John Connell. Sunday mornings at 11 on Faith Talk, AM 570, 910, and at letstalkfaith.com. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. It's easy and profitable to be kind to others when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Each day for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness that you can do for others. On May 2nd, you could win $5,000, and a deserving organization will also receive $5,000 in your name. You can make a difference in others' lives when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Take the Kindness Challenge at letstalkfaith.com. Brought to you by Word of Life Bible Institute and Faith Talk, 570 and 910. Take Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go. Using our mobile app, letstalkfaith.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at radio.com. Do you have COVID-19 symptoms, need testing, and are a Hillsborough County resident? Call 813-272-5900 to qualify and get registered for a free test. Insurance is not required. Visit hcflgov.net slash stay safe for more information. That's hcflgov.net slash stay safe. Scary where you go. And we're back. This is Bill Bunkley with the Bill Bunkley Show, reminding you that we are here with the truth and spiritual encouragement for your day. Glad to have you along this afternoon. We're going to go back to Tallahassee in a moment. But first, let me give you at least a headline so far from our president, uh, Ron DeSantis, here in Florida. Right now, it's looking as though the total cases are showing that leveling off. We're showing that hospitalizations are showing the signs of leveling off. And we're showing the deaths uh, to COVID-19. 60% of those are in the elderly classification. Those are starting to level off as well. Now, leveling off is just what that means. We don't have the spike downward like we had the spike up. But for what you and I and others are doing, by staying at home, by implementing the social distancing, by wearing masks, gloves if you can, constant hand washing. I believe that the Lord is showing us that those steps are having some positive progress. And so um, we have been hearing from the governor as well as from the Division of Emergency Management Director, Jared Moskowitz, as well as the State Surgeon General, Dr. Scott Rifkes, and uh, the Agency for Healthcare Administration, Secretary Mary Mayhew. So let's go back to Tallahassee and see what more we can learn from the governor's coronavirus press conference. Thank you. 
Can, can you just, um, we were talking about, I know you, you keep in close contact with all the folks in the various hospitals. Um, what's their attitude now? Where, where was that maybe like a month ago? And because I, I think that that was, that, that was instructive. Thank you, Governor. And it is uh, true from where we began with this and the work that the hospitals with, were doing. I've had the chance to speak uh, almost daily with all the hospitals and then more specifically to conduct regional uh, calls with hospital executive leadership. Uh, and there is a level of confidence as they look at the data, their trends, uh, and their preparedness. They are certainly not seeing uh, the rate of increase, uh, but they are confident in the level of preparedness that they have and believe that they are ready to address any surge that comes their way within the hospital. They are not seeing uh, or they do not have a level of concern that this is going to be well beyond uh, the hospitals or health system's ability to manage effectively, which, by the way, Governor, is why I've also really stressed with our hospitals the importance of their regional assistance to skilled nursing facilities and assisted living facilities. Uh, it is our hospitals that have the infection prevention staff that can help to support some of the regional needs of these other smaller facilities to, to better manage and support uh, those organizations. Great. And then, Jared, can you just uh, give an update on the latest in the supply chain? We're going to have a announce, good announcement tomorrow about, about some more of the, of the mass, which I think is exciting, and we've been working closely with the White House um, on that. But what, um, you know, where are we on just – I mean, I know there's been a crush – um, where is it loosening up or, uh, and where is it still tight? Uh, yeah, Governor, we, we've seen a, a change in the marketplace over the last, uh, uh, you know, week and a half, two weeks, you know, with your leadership, you know, talking about some of the problems, getting those out there uh, in the open, obviously, uh, you know, the White House weighing in and, and fixing a lot of that. And so uh, we're, we, we've seen a lot of stuff readily available, so gloves, shoe covers, face shields, which is a one-off. Uh, so that's not something that has a daily burn rate. So you give out a face shield, that person, you know, has the face shield. Uh, gowns seem to be a significantly higher burn rate. Uh, we're seeing gowns, and, and there's no standardized procedure. So some hospitals are, you know, are, are throwing away gowns after one wear or after one day. And so burn rates are different depending upon whatever protocols that, that hospital feels comfortable with. The same thing with goggles. We give out a goggle. It's something that can be cleaned. It's not something that has a daily burn rate. So uh, we're doing... Uh, uh, much better uh, than we were uh, a couple of weeks ago when we, we kind of, you know, told everybody what was going on in, in the vendor marketplace. So vendors are delivering. We're getting regular deliveries now. Uh, millions of this stuff is coming in on a weekly basis, and it's, it's going out as fast as it can come in. N95 masks, we're even starting to see some change uh, in, in that area, a little slower than some of these other categories. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're using those to focus uh, for our folks on the front lines and using that, uh, using the N95 mask where, where it's needed, you know, people are surrounded by other people with COVID-19. Great. Mike? Governor, uh, maybe for you or Dr. Ritke, and it comes from my client, Jackson, a little bit, they're concerned that you're not releasing the county by county uh, data on how many deaths are occurring in long-term care facilities, and it seems that you're naming some facilities but not others. What can you tell us about well, I'll let uh, the, the Surgeon General um, opine on that. I mean, I, I would just say generally, Florida's data and website, um, there's more data put out daily basis by Florida's Department of Health 
than anywhere. Um, people have commented to me across the country how good it is. Um, so I appreciate what they're doing, and, and I'll let the Surgeon General address that specific question. Yeah, thanks for your question. So within our Department of Health website, we have lots of information about county by county level in terms of zip code, and that includes the roll-up of the total individuals within that county uh, who have lost their lives to COVID-19. So again, first, within each facility, there are infection control measures which we have in place. Uh, we have strike teams which are going in there, working with the hospitals, making sure they're doing all the proper procedures, making sure that we can support them the best we can. And so like any other individual in the community that loses their life to COVID-19, uh, these are included in the roll-ups at the county level. What can't you say, however, where, the, which facilities have positive cases? Family members, members will be allowed to know that? Uh, family members are. So again, uh, so if an individual has COVID-19 in a nursing home or a facility, we have contact tracing which is in place to make sure that the other individuals who've been in contact with that person um, are identified and if they need to isolate, they're doing that. Same with staff members. So uh, this is a situation where individuals are notified in terms of other family members if there's an individual with COVID-19 in that facility. There still seems to be some confusion as to uh, how you're determining who, who, you know, which deaths you count in your count. I'm wondering if you can explain how you, uh, you count deaths and you know, whether or not they already outside of the state is counted and, and whether or not uh, non-residents uh, who died were counted as deaths. So we, uh, so we have two ways that we actually track both hospitalizations and loss of life. One is we get information from the hospitals through the ESS system, which the secretary mentioned, and also within the Department of Health. Uh, if an individual is found to have COVID-19, uh, this is a different process in place where we'll contact that individual. So, the, so slightly different ways how we collect the information, but they really are very close to each other. And I think in terms of the fatalities, um, anyone who, who, who I think suffers, passes away with, with COVID is counted. So there's not like a causal determination to say, oh, well, you had COVID, but you really died from some other thing. Anyone who has it is considered a COVID death, correct? Exactly. And to your question about the states, the way CDC has it, if somebody is a resident of a different state, as in Florida, and passes away in Florida, the CDC will actually count that death um, in the roll-up for the individual where the, where the, uh, the state of residence. Governor, no, uh, Hold on, let's give someone else a chance. Anyone else over here? Uh, talk what you put about the expansion of testing. Thank you. I think it's good for health. I think it's good for economy, all that stuff. When you look at, so the three federal sites that expired on Friday, we came in, said we want to keep them going, Jacksonville, Orlando, and uh, Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. And the, the, the thing was, was 
they had limited, the feds limited 250 people uh, a day through those sites, but we know we have capacity to do more. So we sourced the swabs, we have contracts with the private labs, and we talked to all the communities, and they were all very supportive of saying, yes, if you're 65 and up with symptoms, I mean, you are the number one people we need to help, just given the statistics. But if anyone has coronavirus symptoms, we want them to go and get tested. And so now you're expanding it to anybody with symptoms. And when we started this, the CDC said, they, the CDC made it sound like it was just anyone from Asia was really where it was. So did, were you in China? Do you have contact with someone in China? Now, we, fit, we, we saw in Florida pretty soon the cases were coming were from Egypt. We had people with Dominican, I mean, really all over the place. Um, so expanding that's important. So on those sites, if you're a first responder, healthcare worker, or you have coronavirus symptoms regardless of age, you can go through drive through But if you're somebody with no symptoms at all, but you've had close, repeated contact with somebody who is positive for COVID-19, we're, we're providing an ability to get tested precisely for the reason that um, we don't know how many people are asymptomatic with it, and we don't know what percentage of the spreaders are asymptomatic. So this will really help us identify that. And then obviously, if someone's asymptomatic, but they're positive, you know, we would want them to be self-isolated to prevent future uh, more spread. We also, we've, we've ordered this FDA-approved antibody test. We're trying to get it uh, shipped as quickly as possible. There's a, there's a lot, lot going on there, particularly where it's made and everything. But you know, the antibody test would also help us kind of on the back end identify, okay, how much did this has this really spread throughout the communities? And there have been different countries that have done different things. Stanford University is now doing one. I think they're going to come out with the results this week. Um, but if we have, I think we have between 500 and 600,000 positive cases in the United States right now total, probably closer to six. 600,000 because they're going up. But clearly that's not the, the, the end uh, result of everyone who's been, who's been infected with it. How many more? Is it twice as much, three times, five times? Um, that antibody test will really give us an ability to, to identify that, which again I think is helpful uh, for knowing where we are now and then going forward. But I would say you know, we showed the test, uh, the test figures go up. Once, you've, once we started to hit a certain level of tests, uh, we were in sh good shape to really spot these trends. You go from like March 1st to March 20th, well, a lot of that was just there wasn't as much testing than there was. Well, now that there's consistent testing, you can really see the trends in different parts of the state. And if you look in like a, like a Duval County, you know, a million people there, it's about 5% test positive and 95% test negative. You're in Miami-Dade County, you know, they're not quite 20%. They had been pushing that, but they're pretty consistently about 18%. Some of these places like Michigan and Boston, they're 30, 35%. Uh, New York, 35, 40% of people that get tested test positive. So that gives you, I think, uh, a good baseline to be able to think about, okay, how, how strongly is this spreading in different parts of the state? What, what parts of the state you know, have, you know, have it to where it's, um, uh, you know, where it's not as rampant as there are in other parts of the country or even other parts of our state? And then you can go forward. I mean, I think that the data has just been very, very clear for us that you kind of have southeast Florida, and then the rest of the state, not that it's uniform, the rest of the state, but, but it's definitely uh, impacted those communities differently than South All right, let's put it back uh, in for a moment. we got another commercial break coming up. Uh, it has been announced that the hospitals uh, are doing very well now with their uh, personal protection gear, which I can also validate from my friend that's one of our, in our, one of our local ER rooms in one of our hospitals. 
Uh, the supply chain is working. A lot of items are coming in from the vendors. Um, anyone who has COVID-19 and dies, they are counted in the death statistics here in Florida. That's important. And uh, more important information coming from the governor. I'm Bill Bunkley. Don't go away. We'll head back to Tallahassee in just a moment. This is an important coronavirus update from the nonprofit Global Healthy Living Foundation. Do you or a loved one live with a chronic illness? If so, you and your family may be at a higher risk for contracting the COVID-19 coronavirus. The Global Healthy Living Foundation has made free information and support available for your protection and well-being. Go to GHLF.org to enroll in their free patient support program to get updates and information related to the coronavirus outbreak. Protect yourself and your family. Visit GHLF.org today. Staying home? Perfect. Because Omaha Steaks Stock-Up Sale offers fresh, all-American flavors safely to your door. Skip the long lines and feed your family the finest steaks, burgers, poultry, and pork. Even easy-to-make meals, desserts, and more. Visit omahasteaks.com and type package in the search bar. You'll save 50% or more on freezer-filling assortments, plus orders over $69 ship free. Omaha Steaks Stock-Up Sale. Perfectly hearty, healthy, right at home. omahasteaks.com, keyword package, for free shipping on orders over $69. Cornerstone Pros. You don't allow just anyone into your home, and Cornerstone Pros doesn't let just anyone join their team. Cornerstone Pros technicians are the best of the best. Background checked, drug tested, and professionally trained to certify skills and dependability. Servicing air conditioners, plumbing, electrical, and generators. Call 813 291 0522. For service like it ought to be, fair, fast, and friendly. Call Cornerstone Pros. Hi, I'm Arielle Winter. If you're like me, your pets are family. So when disaster strikes, you want to keep them safe. American Humane has tips to help protect our best friends in their worst times. So please visit AmericanHumane.com. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. The coronavirus is devastating our economy, leaving working men and women at huge risk. But you prepared, kept your insurance premiums paid up, and made sure you were covered. Don't let the insurance company keep you from getting everything you're entitled to. Go to FileAclaimToday.com and let them act on your behalf. Business, home, building, wind, rain, fire, or flood, theft, vandalism, or act of God. You deserve what you've paid for. File a claim today. Toll free at 833-411-FILE or at FileAclaimToday.com. Hey, this is Bill Carl. I'm concerned for my family's health and for yours, too, and so is Moss Nissan. And right now, if you've purchased a vehicle from Moss Nissan, now is a great time to refresh the antimicrobial treatment included with Moss Care. It's just another benefit of Moss Care included with the purchase of every new and pre-owned vehicle in Moss Nissan. And this treatment is designed to destroy viruses, germs, and bacteria on all interior surfaces. And right now, the second application is free. So get into Moss Nissan and get that vehicle sanitized. And when you come to any Moss dealership, you can rest assured that their facilities have been scrubbed from stem to stern, keeping you and your family's health in mind. Also know that if you're active military, a veteran, first responder, if you're a pastor or church worker, you're eligible for the You Serve, You Save program, including 15% off when you have your vehicle serviced at Moss Nissan. Visit Moss Nissan today. Newport Ritchie, North Tampa, Crystal River, 
and at mossnissan.com. Take Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go. Using our mobile app, letstalkfaith.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at radio.com. The fighting spirit of the Marine Corps is born of battles won. Battles won within. Over enemies of fear, enemies of doubt. It's who we are. It's what we do. It's a promise made to you for more than two centuries. A promise of the Marines. Good afternoon. We're back. This is Bill Bunkley, and uh, Governor DeSantis has wrapped up his portion of today's press conference at the state capitol in Tallahassee. One more uh, bit of news that I think is important that came out just before the press conference broke and we were on a break is that uh, for those of you who have been very frustrated trying to get your unemployment claims not only um, uh, filed and to begin the processing um, aspect of it, some of the claims have started to go out, so those claim checks are starting to go out. There's a lion's share left to be able to get out, and uh, more are accumulating each and every day, but at least want to pass along that uh, at least they're starting to go out, and they have uh, all sorts of additional state personnel that have been reassigned to that division uh, to manually as well as the new computer programs that have been set up to uh, immediately start going through this to get to those checks um, out and in the mail. So that was um, one of the good news there. Now, we have some breaking news, and um, we're going to find out more about this uh, next hour. Uh, Apparently, Hillsborough County was meeting this afternoon with their emergency policy group. Uh, That is made up from the mayor of uh, Tampa, uh, the mayor of Temple Terrace, the mayor of Plant City, uh, the head of the Hillsborough County Commission, as well as our uh, first responding emergency uh, sectors, a fire, police, sheriff, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, they have now okayed this afternoon a curfew order that's going to go into effect Monday night. I repeat, tonight there's going to be a new curfew order that's going to be implemented We'll find out exactly what led to this decision because we are fortunate in the next hour we are going to have the chairman of the Hillsborough County Board of County Commissioners, Les Miller. Uh, he is going to be with us at the bottom of, next, of the next hour to uh, not only talk about the COVID-19 uh, concerns and response, but we'll also add this to um, our discussion with uh, the chairman uh, coming up a little bit later in the next hour. Also, want to remind you that uh, probably the most important day I'm concerned uh, in my mind that I'm concerned with the most important time of our show and our day is at 5:30. And today we will be having another opportunity for uh, a chance to look at um, scripture and a word for the day, and as well as a prayer for probably today our entire nation because we'll be joined by one of our programmers that uh, uh, we always are excited about, and that is the First Baptist Church of Dallas senior pastor, Dr. Robert Jeffress. 
He's uh, been on my show on several occasions. We're going to welcome him back. He'll be with us at the 5.30 hour, and I'm sure we'll have some discussions about uh, uh, the president, the national response, uh, Easter, and so many things. That's coming up uh, at the bottom of the next hour. You know, um, we want to keep in mind, right now I believe we have 22 individuals that have passed away in the tornadoes that went through Mississippi and Alabama in those regions last night. My heart was uh, so troubled. And because those are some areas, especially when you consider Louisiana. And the outbreak of the COVID-19 virus there. Here we have people who are hunkered down, these tremendously powerful, deadly storms, deadly tornadoes come through the area. Many people in substantial housing had to flee to shelters. Now, this is a time where we're not supposed to be cramming into into any rooms with large numbers of people. And when I looked at some of the photographs from some of those centers, let's make sure that um, you expand your prayer list. I can't imagine the additional stress of um, those areas. And when you look at the pictures and you see the large number of homes that have been destroyed, businesses that have been destroyed. The airport where planes are just stacked on top of each other, a lot of private planes and corporate jets. It is a a very sad, um, disturbing scene. Now, obviously, we have so much going on in the world. Those of us as Christians, we look beyond the headlines. We look beyond the spin. So we know that God is certainly up to many things when it comes to the COVID-19 global pandemic. We know the Lord is behind the tremendous plague of locusts, now the second wave in Africa. It, it, It is just some of the most troubling scenes you ever want to witness coming in the last few hours. Locusts is so thick you cannot see the tree, the ground. It's just locusts. And now this this storm that has moved across. All while we are having an opportunity, if we so take it, to spend some serious time with the Lord. I'll be back in a moment with our answer audience. Don't go away. I'll be right back. It's easy and profitable to be kind to others when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Each day for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness that you can do for others. On May 2nd, you could win $5,000, and a deserving organization will also receive $5,000 in your name. You can make a difference in others' lives when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Take the Kindness Challenge at letstalkfaith.com. Brought to you by Word of Life Bible Institute and Faith Talk, 570 and 910. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. 
Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump is claiming that he can force governors to reopen their states. For the past few weeks, the president has pointed to local control of government when it comes to governors imposing stay-at-home restrictions. But in a Monday tweet, the president wrote that some are saying that it is the governor's decision to open up the states, not that of the president of the United States and the federal government. He went on to say, let it be fully understood that this is incorrect. It is the decision of the president. White House correspondent Greg Clugston says the president's social distancing guidelines are in effect until at least the end of April. Meanwhile, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo has announced the formation of a multi-state working group. That will start work immediately on designing a reopening plan, uh, taking into consideration the public health concerns and issues and the economic reactivation issues and concerns. Cuomo joined in a teleconference by the governors of New Jersey, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, and Delaware. Also at SRNews.com, a veteran U.S. congresswoman says it's unlikely lawmakers will return to Washington until or next week, despite the end of their recess. House Appropriations Committee Chairwoman Nita Lowy has been serving her district in New York for more than three decades. Now, for the first time, she and colleagues have taken up the habit of working from home during the coronavirus pandemic. Lowy told C-SPAN's Washington Journal, quote, I have no interest in going back now. How do you get there? Train? Plane? The 82-year-old Democrat says there's no reason for lawmakers to break social distancing to make the trip to D.C. so long as they can conduct the bulk of their business by unanimous consent, a procedure by which a full House vote is not required. Bob Agner reporting. Ahead of the closing bell, stocks are mixed. The Dow is off 345 points, but the Nasdaq is up nearly 40. This is SRN News. Ah, the Bow Elks bugle, one of nature's most wondrous sounds. That is not a bull elk, that's Kim. Her RV sewage tank is spewing all over her camper. Way, way out in the middle of elk country. Yep, there's an elk. And that's Kim. It's wild out there. When it gets too wild, Progressive has your RV covered. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans and Rocket Mortgage. During these challenging times, our commitment to providing you with the best mortgage experience remains. We understand that hardships may arise, and we're prepared to help. Mortgage rates remain near historic lows. If you think that now is the right time to refinance your mortgage, our home loan experts are available to help 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. At rocketmortgage.com. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. And MLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. A plea to the nation's TV networks from a decency group. The Parents Television Council says with millions of kids stuck at home because of the virus outbreak, this would be a great time for the networks to reestablish the family hour. That period between 8 and 9 when traditionally parents could be sure only family-friendly programming would appear on their screens. The PTC says the networks could make a big contribution to the coronavirus struggle 
by giving moms and dads a little time off from worrying about smutty TV. Michael Harrington, SRN News. A Christian ministry is calling on the global community to address the persecution of believers in Nigeria. International Christian Concern says the government of the country is not doing enough to curb attacks by the Muslim terror group Boko Haram and Muslim Fulani herdsmen. In a statement, ICC says Nigerian President Buhari has done nothing to provide security during his first and now second term. This is SRN News. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns. And that someone is us. We are free radio. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. Weekdays at 9 a.m., be encouraged by The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis. The old principle we were taught in Henry Blackaby's experiencing God. Look for where God's at work. Just get in on it. Get involved. Join him in his work. Are you doing that in your life? The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis. Weekday mornings at 9 on Faith Talk, AM 570, 910, and Let's Faith Talk 570, WTBN. Online at Let's a service of the Salem Media Group. Good afternoon. Welcome back. This is Bill Bunkley with the Bill Bunkley Show. Greetings to you. And I send you our absolute prayers and best wishes to each and every one of you individually tuning in this afternoon. For those of you in our answer stations and those who have been with us for the first hour of the Bill Bunkley Show by way of our Faith Talk stations. You know, we are here for two things. I'm here to give you the truth. And I'm also here to give you spiritual encouragement during this very, very tough time. I want to tell you that as this weekend unfolded, and for those of us that know the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, it was a very unusual time. Never have we experienced an Easter like we did yesterday. I can't think of anything else that would have caused us to have more of a thoughtful and reflective time about the the new world that seems to surround us. And this afternoon, I, I have some things to discuss. This is our issue hour. And reminding you that we've just got breaking news that there's going to be a curfew put in effect tonight at 9 o'clock tonight, 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. in Hillsborough County. We are fortunate to have scheduled with us the um, chairman of the Hillsborough County Commission, Les Miller, a veteran of the Florida House of Representatives, a veteran of the Florida Senate, he and his wife, Gwen, have been a very important uh, citizens uh, here uh, for many, many years, particularly 
uh, in the urban areas of Tampa. And I've had the pleasure of working with um, the commissioner through those years in Tallahassee. He'll be joining us, and we'll, we'll ask him what has prompted the need to have this curfew. Obviously, there must be things that are happening at night, some either gatherings at night or crime at night, and we'll try and find out what that is uh, during, this, uh, during this hour. Also, next hour at 5.30, most of you are familiar with Dr. Robert Jeffress, the senior pastor at First Baptist Church of Dallas, close confidant of uh, President Donald Trump, also a one of our very important programmers on our Faith Talk uh, stations uh, here in West Central Florida, uh, frequent, guest, frequent guest on my show. He'll be back, and we'll be talking about the President's Good Friday Prayer as well as his thoughts of where we are at today, and he'll be praying for our uh, community. Our phone lines are open at 877-943-9673, 877-943-9673. Well, we have the COVID virus. We have the COVID emergency economic response. And we have several other subcategories of COVID-19. If you'd allow me, I think it is a tremendous distraction. But I feel I must take a minute or two to talk about COVID-19 politics. We continue to see some very ugly characteristics of life in America. We continue to see just an absurd reaction from many in our nation's press corps during this very serious crisis. Our best our best thoughts inside each and every one of us would have wished that there would be a timeout. But I'm here to just remind you that COVID politics is absolutely alive and it is everywhere. In my view, the president is being undermined or at least attempted to be undermined Uh, by several different fronts. The thirst for power in this country by so many of our leading national politicians is at times just sickening. First, let me just tell you that the whole idea about whether or not we should have another round of stimulus. If that stimulus is going to happen, what should be in it? And right now we have a stalemate. Now, there's a lot of areas we could discuss that I'm not going to be drilling down to. I'm just putting them on your radar, particularly for those who who pray for this nation. We've got to be concerned about just how much, how much printing 
of paper dollars we're going to do because that's that's basically what we're doing. All of these trillions and trillions of dollars, we're just printing and printing the money. And we have to be very, very concerned because at some point in time, I think not only, uh, well, uh, not only are we going to see some inflationary pressures that will destabilize this country, but the, I mean, I'm wondering if we are going to end up with a debt that we'll never be able to pay off, and in fact won't pay off. And then we'll keep kicking the can down the road by just throwing some money at the interest. But I I sit and I contemplate my 14-year-old son. And yes, we've got to take emergency reactions now, but there's a balance to this. What will this deficit end up being? So now we have public officials in the Congress who are the poster kids for why we should have term limits in the Congress. And in my estimation, in my opinion, they have lost all sense of reality with you and I on Main Street USA. COVID politics is to pass more trillion dollars of spending bills with all sorts of issues that have nothing to do with COVID-19. They have everything to do with the do-nothing Congress, who has not been serious about doing the work that we sent them up there to do, and the stalemates that have been happening, the partisanship in the House. And make no mistake about it, it's been well known for decades that the old line in Washington is never let a good national disaster go by without filling it up with all sorts of local projects because it is a must-pass bill. Because there's no time to debate the merits of all of this senseless, uh, pro- these senseless projects that will be put in. So I want to tell you that I think that's a very dangerous precedence that we're looking at. And then look at another aspect of COVID-19 politics. I'm sure you've noticed it. Many national media sources are doing everything they can to elevate the governor of California, Mr. Cuomo, up of New York. Excuse me. Sorry about that, California. I'll hit you next time. In New York, they're raising him up to superhero presidential status. Most of you get this, but do not be surprised when Joe Biden does not end up being the Democrat nominee for the White House. It is going to be for Mr. Como. And... I appreciate him briefing his state just like we brought you an hour-long press conference here. 
But if you will notice the press conferences between Mr. Cuomo and virtually every other governor in all the states that are fighting this horrific virus, it's not a three-hour philosophy session. Clearly, the governor is being given a whole lot of national coverage. I could be wrong. I will come back before this audience and tell you if I'm wrong. If this doesn't lead to a whole lot of discussion about presidential politics. And now, remember the frustrating thing of the last couple of days? The president announced that he would be forming the task force to begin to come up with the plan to reopen America. Probably a rolling reopen, and some areas might be opened and might have to be shut down. And so the president announced that actually today they would be talking about the decisions he has to make. So what did you see this morning? There is this press conference with all of the governors surrounding the state of New York. And they are arbitrarily talking about how they're going to open up their states, open up part of this country. And then we learned that California, Oregon, and one other state that doesn't come to mind, they announced about an hour or two ago that they're making their plans. Clearly, I hope you see this is counterproductive. It's a huge distraction. And it is the ugly face of politics raising its head. And so I am very concerned. I'm not worried. I'm not anxious about this. For me, I know who my God is. I know who my Lord is. And I know who's really in charge. But I must say, watching all of this unfold, and many people not willing to talk about it because our focus should be on those that have the virus, those that get sick enough to go in the hospital and the sadness of those who are passing away. But I just felt today that my observations needed to be stated. Because there's a lot going on that is just disgusting. And it doesn't have this country's best interest in mind. And in fact, it's all about the ugly head of partisanship. And if we continue to have a divided nation and we don't move through this virus together, we don't move through the economic catastrophe that we're facing, we got some real dark days ahead. I'm Bill Bunkley. We'll be right back.
Nothing is more important than protecting your family and property. That's why you should make a free call right now to Vivint, the number one smart home services provider in the U.S. Vivint will make your home safer and more secure with a state-of-the-art system that's so simple to use. Vivint smart home specialists provide award-winning monitoring of your system 24-7, 365 to respond to any emergency, even when you can't. And with the 4.5-star rated Vivint smart home mobile app, control your entire house from anywhere. Locks, cameras, security system, all at your fingertips on your mobile device. Call Vivint now and get a free quote, professional installation, and full smart home service for as little as $2 per day. Equipment purchase or service agreement required. Conditions apply. Call now. A smart home is a safer home. So protect your family and your property, home or business, with a Vivint smart home system. Call 800-311-6855. 800-311-6855. That's 800-311-6855. 800-311-6855. Wow. How the world has changed in just a few short weeks. If there is one thing COVID-19 has taught us, is good hygiene. Wash your hands more often and wipe down frequently touched surfaces. Unfortunately, we also face another problem that has been around us since, well, time itself. Rodents. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free. Rodents usually carry diseases with them we do not want around us. Treating the problem the old-fashioned way with baits and traps only causes the problem to continue. Baits invite rodents in when you really should be trying to keep them out. So how do we keep them out? With Plug-In Pest Free, an electromagnetic device that utilises the electrical wiring in your home to set up a no-go zone. Now that's fair dinkum. Look us up today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code PEST20 for 20% off. That's gopestfree.com. Promo code PEST20. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. Good afternoon. We're back. Bill Bunkley here. The phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. Boy, if we could have some individuals who will step up and to be statesmen. Those that will step up to be stateswomen. Those who will step up and to lead this nation and to put all political interest aside. You know, I believe in absolute truth. I believe that in many of the issues facing our country, there are answers to combating those challenges. But I want to tell you that if we are going to be divided, if we are going to continue the pursuits that we have been pursuing with the constant battle, the constant battle between these large groups, we may have some serious consequences ahead. And, you know, it's all up to us. It's all up to the American people. Because I think God has set up 
an opportunity for us to do a lot of self-examination. And one of the benefits of the coronavirus epidemic play, stay at home, is that we are evaluating, or we should be evaluating, many, many different aspects of our life. We ought to be evaluating our personal life. We ought to be evaluating our family life, our spiritual life, our community life, our professional life, our state, local, county government, and our national government. Now, been reading a lot lately, and part of my reading has led me to consider a Princeton historian. And uh, there's some interesting nuggets of truth that I want you to consider. Now, this story came to me by way of Matt London. He is one of the contributing reporters for the Fox News Network. This professor is an expert on authoritarian regimes. And he's made an interesting comment that America can overcome COVID-19 if If we don't defeat ourselves in this process. Stephen Kotkin is a professor of history at Princeton. He's a Hoover Institution Senior Fellow. And I want you to listen to this statement. I would be cautious about predicting the future. But obviously, this is a very serious challenge. And the challenge could get significantly worse as well as significantly better. If you look at overall World War II, or the Cold War, he says, and the struggle first against Germany and Japan, and then later against the Soviet Union, you will see that democracies are better than totalitarian regimes when it comes to mass mobilization of resources. Now, he has studied the Soviet Union for years. And the professor concluded that there are two major factors necessary to overcoming national calamity. Competent, compassionate leadership, and listen to this, social solidarity, and trust. How much social solidarity and trust do we have today in our nation?
is the dissocial solidarity and the distrust in America, is it so strong it can't be broken by a, a unity of this country to come together to fight COVID-19? Now, the other fact, the other fact here is, is compassionate leadership. And depending on where we want to go, know that many people in this country want to steer us in the direction of big government, socialized government, socialism. Because that would change the entire uh, paradigm structure in America. It's a way for those groups of people to grab power in ways they could never grab in any other way. He goes on to say, you win because people step up. The leadership actually performs or outperforms expectations. The social solidarity increases. Social solidarity strengthens over time. You win because why? something foreign to parts of our country. You win because you earn it. You don't win because somebody gives it to you. You work hard and you win it. You win the battle. Not just because you are predestined with superior tools at the beginning. The professor says, this is a challenge for all of us. We're not going to win this battle unless we rise to the occasion. I'm going to take a break in a moment. I want you to contemplate. Are all of our national leaders rising to the occasion? Now, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to tell you that I firmly believe our President, Donald Trump, has risen to the occasion. But my question is, is he... Just about all alone on top of that, on top of that mountain of battle. Think about that. Are we all rising to the occasion? Are all of our Washington officials rising to the occasion? Give me a call. I'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Storms that killed at least 30 people in the southeast, piling fresh misery atop a pandemic, have spread across the eastern U.S., leaving more than 1 million homes and businesses without power amid floods and mudslides. 11 of the dead in Mississippi, 9 killed in South Carolina. Governor Andrew Cuomo says New York's death toll from coronavirus has topped 10,000, with hospitals still seeing 2,000 new patients a day. Bernie Sanders has endorsed Joe Biden's presidential candidacy. The two former rivals made a joint online appearance, Sanders asking all Americans to come together to support Biden's candidacy. Stocks are closing mixed as investors brace for what sure is to be widespread damage to company earnings reports. The Dow lost 328 points today. The Nasdaq gained 38. This is SRN News. 
Hey, it's Mike Gallagher here. Things being what they are, you might have more spare time than you're used to. Keep busy by attacking that honey-do list, including having Autoglass America replace your cracked windshield. Autoglass America comes to you, keeping you safe. And with comprehensive insurance, you'll not only get a new windshield, you'll get up to $100 cash back. If you're a snowbird, it's connected to Florida Insurance, so you won't get this deal up north. I'm a customer. I love Autoglass America. Call 813-96-GLASS, 813-96-GLASS, or autoglassamerica.com. Fear and anxiety often feed on one another, but we've found a resource to help overcome these feelings, and we want to send it to help you free. It's a 14-page guide with 10 ways to overcome your fears and anxiety from best-selling author and host of New Life Live, Stephen Arterburn. There's not one fear God can't help you overcome. Get your free copy of 10 Ways to Overcome Your Fear and Anxieties at letstalkfaith.com. Use the keyword overcome. The coronavirus is devastating our economy, leaving working men and women at huge risk. But you prepared, kept your insurance premiums paid up, and made sure you were covered. Don't let the insurance company keep you from getting everything you're entitled to. Go to FileAclaimToday.com and let them act on your behalf. Business, home, building, wind, rain, fire or flood, theft, vandalism, or act of God. You deserve what you've paid for. File a claim today. Toll free at 833-411-FILE or at FileAclaimToday.com. There's a virus spreading across the country, but I'm not referring to the one you think. It's a different kind of pandemic. I'm referring to the left's attack on free speech, the attack born on college campuses and now has spread through the media, online, and at your place of work. If you dare think for yourself and say what you believe, the hard left will come to shut you down. But one film is fighting back. No Safe Spaces, starring Salem Radio Network's Dennis Prager and comedian Adam Carolla. Netflix won't carry it. Amazon Prime won't carry it. But now you can watch this important film from the comfort of your home. Go to nosafespaces.com. Learn how you and your family can exercise your First Amendment rights and express the principles, values, and ideas you hold dear. Go to nosafespaces.com now. That's nosafespaces.com. Take Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go. Using our mobile app, letstalkfaith.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at radio.com. Church is where you find the teaching and fellowship to grow in Christ. But between Sundays, how do you keep your spiritual gas tank filled? You can always find strength between Sundays here on Faith Talk, AM 570 and AM 910. But you can also listen using Alexa. Simply tell her to enable Faith Talk Tampa and enjoy. Streaming at letstalkfaith.com. Welcome back to the Bill Bunkley Show. This is Bill Bunkley. Glad to have you along the way this afternoon. And again, reminding you, we are here for you. I want to encourage you, not only individually, but I want to encourage you both in your life today, but particularly want to be of a spiritual encouragement to you as well. Well, for those of you that live in Hillsborough County, you know that this particular county, of all the counties that uh, are listening within the sound of my voice all throughout West Central Florida, uh, Hillsborough has uh, not only been proactive with their, uh, they have a committee, uh, the committee is called the Hillsborough County Emergency Policy Group. 
That's made up of uh, my next guest on behalf of the Hillsborough County Commission, uh, the mayor of the city of Tampa, Temple Terrace, Plant City, as well as our fire and police, police resources of the emergency sort. And so we're going to be talking again about what's happening in Hillsborough County. Now, my next guest uh, has uh, been someone, both he and his wife, have so dutifully served our communities for years and years and years. The chairman of the Hillsborough County Commission is Les Miller. And I remember back in the days when uh, Commissioner Miller was in the Florida House of Representatives. I remember the days he served in the Florida Senate. And now he has been serving on the county commission. And, in fact, many of you know his lovely wife, Gwen, uh, she's been a public servant for many years uh, over uh, at the city of Tampa. I want you to know how much he loves his community, represents his community, and he's here to share a little bit, uh, not only about what's happening in Hillsborough County, but he sent a very uh, important letter to members of his co- constituents there in District uh, 3. Um, Commissioner, it is so good to have you with us this afternoon. Mr. Buckley, thank you very much. It's, it's been a, a, a pleasure to be here. <laughs> we go back a long ways. You remember me back oh, many years ago. That's when we didn't have any 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 uh, gray hair. Of course, my, my cancer bowel sort of redid mine a little bit, but we go way, way back. And, again, you and your wife have been delightful and certainly have enjoyed that relationship through the years. Thank you, sir. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Mine is coming to an end pretty soon, but it's been a pleasure. Uh, he's, God's got more for you. We'll just figure <laughs> out what that is. But I got a question for you. I really want to talk about your concerns for the minority community, but I got to ask you, we just broke the news that you're meeting with your colleagues this afternoon. We have a curfew going uh, in effect tonight from 9 p.m. to 5 o'clock in Hillsborough County. Probably many people are listening to the news that things are kind of maybe starting to level off. What caused the curfew? Have we got people out? Have we got some excessive crime? What, what prompted the decision for tonight? Because things aren't leveling off. That's the, that's, that's the issue we have right now. Uh, there seems to be some news out there that uh, things are leveling off. That curve we talk about is getting flatter, and, and in reality it's not. And in Hillsborough County, we're really concerned about the mere fact is that we're hearing so much uh, activity that's outside of the realm of the safer at home that we felt it was, it's time that we have to put something else in place, and that's a curfew. Uh, we're getting a number of calls from people in, in the city of Tampa and in Hillsborough County of large gatherings of people having uh, get-togethers in their, their yards, uh, on, uh, outside having get-togethers. Uh, in, in Tampa uh, this past weekend, there was a place in Tampa where there were over 100 people gathered having a party. Um, that's dangerous. Uh, that's uh, not the the, uh, the self-discipline that we're talking about of, of social distancing six feet apart. Uh, that's that's where someone in there could have that that virus, may not even know it. They spread it to someone else, and they go with someone else, and it continues to spread, spread, spread. We're already talking about the number of hospital beds that we have in Hillsborough County. We're hoping that we don't have to fill those up. And we're already talking about the testing. We're making sure that we're testing people. I just feared, and I think that body feared the day, that because the mere fact is that we've had these problems where there are gatherings and people are lax and they're not paying attention to the safer at home, that we had to put something else in place to make sure that we don't have these gatherings of people, that we end up having more deaths, more illnesses, and it, it, it spreads throughout this county. We didn't want to have that. 
All right. Very quickly, because I want to get to the minority topic, but what is the uh, what's going to be the penalty? I know this is going to be used by law enforcement to be able to go out and say, hey, we've got to break this thing up. We've got this curfew. But what happens if a group of 20 people at uh, Laurie Park uh, hiding out under one of the provisions out there, you know, drinking or whatever? What if they don't disperse? What kind of enforcement do uh, law enforcement have with this new ordinance? And you hit it right. The first thing is education. Please break it up, go home, be safe. If they don't, it's a second-degree misdemeanor, which means it is a fine of up to $500 or 60 days in jail. We hope we don't have to get to that point. All right. And so uh, listen up, Tampa. It is time to understand that, uh, you know, we may or may like not like where we are at, but nonetheless we are under authority, and so now you have been informed. Now, we learned uh, a week or two ago or maybe a week or ten days ago from probably Dr. Fauci or at least I did from the national uh, uh, commentary that the African-American communities and our urban communities, they have been hit in larger proportions percentage-wise with the issues of the coronavirus than some of the other areas uh, around the nation. Talk about that, and why does that have you concerned? Well, it's because the mere fact is that he's right, and the number of percentage of of African-Americans are dying in larger numbers than anyone else uh, that are being affected by this disease. And we came to the determination is that many of them are not being tested. They don't know that they're carrying the the virus and they're not getting tested and they pass the virus on to someone else. And the next thing you know is that before they're even able to get tested or get to the hospital, they're in such dire straits that they're dying in larger numbers than anyone else. Uh, and a lot of, of, the, of, of African-American community and minority community are not, weren't, weren't going to get tested. They think they don't have the insurance. Uh, so it's going to cost them money to be tested. And that's why I try to get the message out to that community. Look, the testing is free. It's free. If you have the symptoms, and the symptoms are you're coughing, you can't catch your breath, your body is not aching, the flu makes you ache, this disease makes your body hurt. If you're hurting, call the number that we have on the letter, which is 813-272-5000, 813-272-5000. Talk to the person on the other end of that line, let them know what's going on, and they will set you up with a test. Uh, and, and you go out and take the test, and we'll let you know if you're positive uh, to the coronavirus. We need people to take the test uh, in, in the African-American minority community. It's a free test. It is a free test, and that's why I put the letter out. And I want to remind our folks, I talked about this last Thursday when uh, we had an opportunity to emphasize this. This is for Hillsborough County only. I repeat, this is for Hillsborough County only. I know that we go all the way to Fort Myers, to SeaWorld, uh, all the way up to Hernando. This is only for Hillsborough County. Here's that number. All you have to do is call. You'll be screened. And if the screening is proper, you'll be given instructions uh, to go. And it's about a three- or four-minute test from what at least it was last Thursday. Yeah. Here's that number, 272-5000. That's 813 no, no, 5900 Oh, 272-5900. <clears throat> 272-5900. That's 813-272-5900. We'll give that out again. And now, Buckley, if, you, if you don't mind, let me say this real quickly. We're putting in place this week, and, and our staff is working on this uh, with Sunshine Line. If a person calls and they're either homebound or don't have transportation, we're putting in place mobile testing. Mobile testing will come to you. A person will come out, and they have the, the personal protection equipment on. Uh, they will probably ask you to come out of the house to test you, but if you can't come out, 
they will go in. Uh, we're still working on that. We have some logistics we're putting in place. We hope to have that in place by the end of this week. And I want to tell you, that's kind of the innovation that uh, Hillsborough County is, is, is sort of leading in this area. And, again, they will do whatever to come and get you tested. And, uh, and I say it doesn't surprise me because Hillsborough has been the leader with the indigent care uh, opportunities for the clinics around the area that have helped uh, uh, some of those less fortunate to get medical care and also uh, for them not to have to go to the emergency rooms over and over. That number, again, to get your test uh, either at your home or to go get it if you have that ability is uh, 813-272-5900. Yes, sir. Now, let's go back to the minority community. As you're trying to get this word out, what are you seeing uh, of the numbers in the districts that you represent uh, what are some of the trends you're looking at so we can understand more about why this, this, this awesome effort's taking place at Raymond James Stadium? Well, and, and right now in my district or in, in Hillsborough County, period, when it talks about the minority community, the numbers are not that well represented as far as we can tell. Now, we haven't been looking at zip codes uh, as far as testing goes, but we've been talking to professors at the University of South Florida, and they're working on that for us but we want to see what the numbers are of those that are being tested and those that are being infected by the disease and those zip codes in certain areas and how, how it's affecting them. So we hope to have that information by the end of this week to determine who's taking the test, who's coming out positive, who's coming out negative in certain zip codes in Hillsborough County, and that will let us know what's going on. That's what we're working on right now. We'd, we had some uh, epidemiologists uh, and doctors on the call today from the emergency policy group, and they're working on getting that information for us. So, And the mobile testing will help us with that also because then we'll know exactly where we're having to go in these communities. You're listening to the voice of the chairman of the Hillsborough County Commission. That's Les Miller, uh, District uh, 3, and talking about his concerns uh, about the COVID-19 uh, in the minority communities that he represents, as well as Hillsborough County uh, wide, and also our response to that. Now, I understand that uh, the emergency policy group sent a letter to Governor DeSantis having to do with small business evictions and uh, rent increases for people who rent apartments. Are, are we seeing that in, in your area? Oh, yes, sir, across, across the county. Oh, um, Commissioner Merman brought up the, the issue concerning small businesses that, that are renting or, uh, from whomever, where their business may be, uh, when the governor put out his executive order concerning uh, evictions, uh, and, and he put a, a moratorium on evictions, it didn't specifically address small businesses. Uh, and that was a concern because she was getting phone calls. I got a few phone calls that these small businesses weren't able to pay their rent and they were getting evicted. So we'll put that in a letter to the governor. But at the same time, I was getting phone calls from those people who living in apartments were getting notices from their apartment complex uh, managers or owners that their rents were going up at the same time they were losing their jobs. And I'm saying, that's, that's, why, why are we doing that? Why are you increasing the rent on those most vulnerable people that we have that have lost their jobs and you're increasing the rent? So we wrote a letter to the governor saying, Governor, we would like for you to address these two issues. One, small businesses being evicted from where they're conducting their business. And number two, those who live in apartments and pay rent the rents are being increased at this time. Could you please, please put a moratorium on that? So we did send that letter to the governor. I think it was last Thursday. Uh, we haven't heard anything back yet, but hopefully we'll hear something back from the governor soon. All right. Got about a minute left, left, Commissioner. Tell us a little bit about 
your thoughts going forward, the impact it's going to have for Hillsborough County, and, and, and the importance of us county businesses, people all working together. We got about a minute. We got to work together. I just found out through a survey today that one in four people in Hillsborough County have lost their jobs. One in four. That means over 362,000 people have lost their jobs in Hillsborough County. Uh, this this pandemic is is not going to let up anytime soon. We don't know how long we're going to be in this, but I think it's going to be a, a while. So businesses, uh, not the profit organizations, each and every one of us have got to work together in your government positions, whatever. When we are able to get back to some type of normal life. We're going to have to come back together and work to get people back to work. Uh, it may not be the same as it was before because this world has changed, but we got to work to make sure that we can make sure that every person we possibly can can get back to work, have some type of normal life. Uh, but it's okay. going to take all of us working together, and I ask every one of you out there to please work with everyone to make this happen. All righty, that's County Commissioner Les Miller, Chairman of the Commission. More of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up in a moment, plus that number to call if you want to get your check in Hillsborough County. Hey, this is Bill Carl. I'm concerned for my family's health and for yours, too, and so is Moss Nissan. And right now, if you've purchased a vehicle from Moss Nissan, now is a great time to refresh the antimicrobial treatment included with Moss Care. It's just another benefit of Moss Care included with the purchase of every new and pre-owned vehicle in Moss Nissan. And this treatment is designed to destroy viruses, germs, and bacteria on all interior surfaces. And right now, the second application is free. So get into Moss Nissan and get that vehicle sanitized. And when you come to any Moss dealership, you can rest assured that their facilities have been scrubbed from stem to stern, keeping you and your family's health in mind. Also know that if you're active military, a veteran, first responder, if you're a pastor or church worker, you're eligible for the You Serve, You Save program, including 15% off when you have your vehicle serviced at Moss Nissan. Visit Moss Nissan today, Newport Ritchie, North Tampa, Crystal River, and at mossnissan.com. It's long, over a thousand chapters, over 30,000 verses. No wonder so many of us have never read it cover to cover. Want to do it? Want to read the entire Bible? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com. BibleStudyTools.com includes Bible in a Year, an interactive plan for reading, learning, and understanding the Bible. Deepen your faith and impact your walk with God one day at a time. Bible in a Year, just one of the new interactive Bible study tools at BibleStudyTools.com. Your feelings are very important, but don't allow them to be the foundation of your day today. Let God's truth be your foundation. That's just one of the practical suggestions Stephen Arterburn, host of New Life Live, has written in 10 Ways to Overcome Your Fears and Anxiety, a 14-page guide free when you log on to our station website and use the keyword overcome. If fear is your biggest problem, God is even bigger with a bigger solution. Steve encourages you to let God's truth saturate your mind and heart. It will impact your feelings. Psalm 16:8 says, I know the Lord is with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. This doesn't mean you ignore reality. It means limiting the crummy stuff we hear over and over again. Get your free copy of 10 Ways to Overcome Your Fear and Anxieties at letstalkfaith.com. Use the keyword overcome. Let's talk faith.com keyword overcome. 
Travel Cats travel experts announce brand new stay and play golf vacations at Sandals All-Inclusive Resorts. Play any of six prestigious courses across the Caribbean with complimentary green fees and transfers, including the Greg Norman Signature Course at Emerald Bay or Journey to Ireland and play on the Emerald Isle. Call Travel Cats to design your golf getaway. 352-277-7300. TravelCats.com. That's TravelKATZ.com. It's easy and profitable to be kind to others when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Each day for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness that you can do for others. On May 2nd, you could win $5,000, and a deserving organization will also receive $5,000 in your name. You can make a difference in others' lives when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Take the Kindness Challenge at letstalkfaith.com. Brought to you by Word of Life Bible Institute and Faith Talk, 570 and 910. Take Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go. Using our mobile app, letstalkfaith.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at radio.com. To battle is to fight, to struggle, to overcome, and ultimately for the Marine Corps, it means to win. There is no alternative. It's not just a statement of intent. It's a promise to our nation. A promise kept for more than two centuries. A promise of the Marines. And we're back, Bill Bunkley here, and um, boy, these are these are interesting and challenging times. So many questions, not enough answers. I know that there are going to be a, a host of people who will they'll go along with the um, with the idea of uh, having this curfew. But then there's going to be a host of people who I hear, and they're getting more and more vocal every day, are are wondering where um, where the need, questioning the need, and the either the constitutional powers, the state statute powers, or the local ordinance powers for for some of uh, the um, uh, reaction uh, to what's going on as we are trying to keep everybody somewhat separated in my mind, for a few more days or uh, a couple of more weeks or a few more weeks until we figure out how we get back to being who we are. But, um, you know, the idea is that for some, it seems like this, this may go on forever. So uh, need to be um, need to be vigilant in uh, considering uh, the needs. I can tell you, and I'll give you another example, for the life of me, I, I have no idea why you probably heard, uh, what was in uh, Mississippi or uh, Alabama? I think it was somewhere. Why, that last Wednesday, folks drove their cars to a church parking lot. They did not get out of their cars, and they had their uh, their Wednesday night service, only to be met by local police authorities where they were fined, I believe, $500 per car for gathering. Now, keep in mind, these people did not get out of their cars. 
so there certainly was extraordinary social distancing. And the fact that you could have the same amount of cars in a grocery store parking lot and everybody coming and going, maybe not even keeping with a six-foot rule as people are moving around. And that just, that just tells us that something's wrong. Something's wrong in some areas. And depending on one's worldview, you know, I started this, this segment with the COVID-19 politics as an issue. And I got to tell you, so many years of being involved with this, this is one of the times I just wish we could just temporarily do away with all the politics surrounding COVID-19 and we just uh, skillfully and quickly do what's necessary, the balance, the balance of protecting the people and the balance of protecting the economy. What is that balance? I can't tell you at the moment. Uh, I'm I'm not charged with the the 24/7 uh, Herculean task to come to a conclusion, uh, but I can tell you that freedom freedom is one of our most valuable commodities. And I'm patient, and I'm also sensitive when, you know, I'm, I'm sensitive to a degree when when people just won't do what they need to do to just help us out for a couple of weeks. You know, it, it's frustrating. But uh, at the same time, um, all around the country, all of what's happening here seems like that we're not all on the same page. And some are not wanting us to be on the same page. But freedom is so very important. And... Um, it may not be evident to a lot of folks, but, but freedom on the minds of some is the number one burning issue before them. And I can say that that is true of uh, many conservatives. So we have to continue to ask the Lord to give wisdom to our leaders. They are our ministers over us. And I'm just praying for us to, well, I'm praying for the Lord to just lift this whole virus thing, and he's not answered that prayer on a daily basis, and that's okay. That means he's he's got more to accomplish. I get that. Uh, but at the same time, I'm also praying, if that's the case, could we, could we get down the road sooner rather than slower? And let's start taking steps to get our life back. Let's start taking steps to get our freedoms back. And i got to tell you, that's coming from somebody that I have to be more careful than most of you listening today. And because of my immune system that's been suppressed by my post-leukemia um, transplant. And... Uh, I gotta wait till September of next year to to start coming off the drugs and being cured. So nobody's more sensitive to the health issue than me, uh, but I also know that the freedom issue is a very serious issue for me and many others. 
More of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up in just a moment. Back on our answer station, excuse me, back on our Faith Talk stations, I have Dr. Robert Jeffress at the bottom of the hour. And coming up next here on the answer stations, Jay Sekulow Live. Don't go away. In fact, come on over to Faith Talk and join me for my final hour. When you're not strong, then I'll be your... Wow, how the world has changed in just a few short weeks. If there is one thing COVID-19 has taught us, is good hygiene. Wash your hands more often and wipe down frequently touched surfaces. Unfortunately, we also face another problem that has been around us since, well, time itself. Rodents. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free. Rodents usually carry diseases with them we do not want around us. Treating the problem the old-fashioned way with baits and traps only causes the problem to continue. Baits invite rodents in when you really should be trying to keep them out. So how do we keep them out? With Plug-In Pest Free, an electromagnetic device that utilises the electrical wiring in your home to set up a no-go zone. Now that's fair income. Look us up today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code PEST20 for 20% off. That's gopestfree.com, promo code PEST20. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. Faith Talk 570 WTBN, Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. The White House says President Trump has no plans to fire infectious disease expert Dr. Anthony Fauci. White House correspondent Greg Clinkston reports. On Sunday, the president retweeted a post that included the line, Time to hashtag fire Fauci. It raised questions that he might consider firing the nation's top infectious disease expert. But the White House says no. In a statement, spokesman Hogan Gidley said, The media chatter is ridiculous. President Trump is not firing Dr. Fauci. And he said Fauci remains a trusted advisor to the president. Greg Clugston Washington. Meanwhile, on NBC's Today Show, CDC Director Dr. Robert Redfield says while it's important to reopen the country, it has to be done right. We have to reopen uh, correctly. It's going to be a a step-by-step gradual process. It's got to be data-driven. And as I said, I think it will be community by community. Severe weather crashed through the south, killing at least 30 people, including 11 dead in Mississippi and another nine in South Carolina. It also brought devastation to places such as Monroe, Louisiana. Mayor James Mayo tells KNOE severe storms damaged the regional airport and homes in northeastern Louisiana. We've had some 200 to 300 houses that were damaged, the structural damage there. Also, power lines down, trees down, just a number of things in about four different areas in the city of Monroe. The storms blew onward through the night, causing flooding and mudslides in mountainous areas and knocking out electricity for nearly 1.3 million customers in a path from Texas to Maine. The National Weather Service tallied hundreds of reports of trees down across the region. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 328 points, but the Nasdaq rose 38, the S&P 500 declined 28. This is SRN News. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans and Rocket Mortgage. During the challenging times we're all experiencing, our top priority is the health and safety of the communities we serve. And while it's true that things are changing rapidly every day, one thing that'll never change is our commitment to giving you the best mortgage experience. 
At Rocket Mortgage, our guiding philosophy of every client, every time, no exceptions, no excuses, exists for times like right now. We understand that hardships may arise, and we're prepared to help. If you currently work with us and need assistance with your mortgage, contact us 24-7 at rocketmortgage.com. As we all think about ways to save money, let me remind you that mortgage rates are near historic lows. If you think right now is the right time to refinance your mortgage, our home loan experts are available to help you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at rocketmortgage.com. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Pro-life advocates say abortion clinics should not be operating during the virus outbreak. By definition, abortion is an elective surgery. That's why they call it choice. Abortion is not health care, and children are not a disease. Janet Porter is president of Faith to Action. What we're looking at is a time when they're putting, they're putting pastors in jail, and they're closing the doors of the church while the abortion industry remains open for business. Several states are battling in the courts to close clinics during the lockdown and divert their much-needed medical supplies to hospitals. A Kentucky church managed to hold its drive-in Easter service, on fire, Christian Church sued Louisville Mayor Greg Fisher in the city after he announced drive-in-style religious gatherings were not allowed because of the coronavirus. On Saturday, U.S. District Judge Justin Walker sided with the church, saying that the city could not enforce its order. The ruling came as Republicans blasted Democratic Governor Andy Bashir. This is SRN News. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns. And that someone is us. We are free radio. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. Hey, it's Mike Gallagher here. Things being what they are, you might have more spare time than you're used to. Keep busy by attacking that honey-do list, including having Autoglass America replace your cracked windshield. Autoglass America comes to you, keeping you safe. And with comprehensive insurance, you'll not only get a new windshield, you'll get up to $100 cash back. If you're a snowbird, it's connected to Florida Insurance, so you won't get this deal up north. I'm a customer. Customer, I love Auto Glass America. Call 813-96-GLASS, 813-96-GLASS, or autoglassamerica.com. Faith Talk 570, WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show. On Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open in Hillsboro, 813-287-5700 or toll free 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around, or the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. Good afternoon. We're back. This is the Bill Bunkley Show coming to you live from right here, Tampa, Florida, West Central Florida. Honored to have you with us this afternoon. Boy, these are trying times. 
and they are frustrating times. But today, today I want to focus on you, particularly if you know that you are unemployed. We just heard over 300,000 jobs have been lost in Hillsborough County already. 340, 360. Uh, just an interview with the chairman of the Hillsborough County Commission, Les Miller. And it goes with my theme of the first hour because my, my thought has been with, with those who are dealing with an extreme set of circumstances that can be characterized as the unknown. As I shared with my Bible Fellowship class, we did meet last night. We did meet on Easter. We, we've uh, jumped into our new series uh, in the book of Ephesians. And at our prayer time last night, I shared with, with our group because I um, had one couple that probably are tempor- at least temporarily um, without, uh, without their work. Neither one of their jobs has been permanently uh, eradicated. One works in an administrative situation at uh, one of our major health care facilities, and uh, they were asked to um, stay at home till April the 19th. Whether that will be extended or not, I don't know, but at least they know there is a target and uh, in, uh, in this particular facility with the area of where they deal, I'm sure they will need their existing staff moving forward by the nature of their very important work. And then um, the husband of that relationship um, worked with a, um, a consortium, I believe, of uh, entities that own apartment complexes, uh, not big enough to have a maintenance person on the property, but smaller ones where uh, his 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 primary responsibilities was doing maintenance at various different project sites, <clears throat> and he has been told, with the coronavirus and entering into people's uh, apartments and stuff, uh, except for the very 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 super emergencies, he's on the sidelines. But none in our Bible fellowship class that I'm aware of have lost their jobs, but also know that their jobs aren't coming back. And I want you to know that if that's you this afternoon, um, that's where I want our audience to, to, to be focusing on and praying about. Because you see, while the national leaders are going to do their thing, while the state leaders are going to do their thing, while the local leaders are doing their thing, and we're seeing there's a new thing in Hillsborough County, if you haven't heard, we weren't with us, there is a curfew being uh, imposed from 9 to uh, 5 o'clock tomorrow morning, immediately. And so, as I told my class, you know, most of us in the class still have a flow of revenue to where we know we're going to eat. We know we're going to have a roof over our heads, and we know that we are patiently marking time until our lives 
begin taking the steps to get back to some level of normalcy that we experienced before everything was shut down, the economy was essentially shut down. But for all of us that are in that situation, let us be mindful of our brothers and sisters, and even those that are not part of our fellowship of brothers in Christ, sisters in Christ, that we have uh, large numbers of people around us now who are officially unemployed. They're trying to get through the system to get, get some money from their unemployment benefits. And quite frankly, they're going to be faced with a different set of challenges than most of us. They're going to be faced with the fact that if that job isn't coming back, they're going to be competing with a whole lot of other people for other jobs. And so that's a pretty daunting consideration that most of us are not having to face at the moment. And I'm going to pray for them in just a moment. And uh, that's where the rest of us come into this picture. I hope that your place of worship, to the degree it can, is tracking the members of your congregation who have a need, whether it's groceries, whether it's electricity, whatever it is. I hope that as we let all of the elected and the emergency folks figure out all the rest of this COVID-19 response, I hope that those of us in the body of Christ, I hope that we are all working on our response to the to the human shortcomings, to the human tragedies of the coronavirus. I hope that all of you who have seniors in your congregation, I hope you're rallying around those seniors. It's a very concerning place to be. I know that Our family, we have, my mother-in-law is in an assisted living facility. I'm praying so hard for a hedge of protection around that facility and around my mother-in-law. Asking the Lord, beseeching the Lord to put put a health hedge around her and around all of her colleagues in that facility. Very concerning times. And so there's a balance here. There's a balance of getting so wrapped up with what's happening in the world, the culture around us, what's happening where we clearly see that uh, some individuals would have exercise, are exercising poor judgment where it comes to our constitutional rights, that uh, we've got a balance. And our balance is that we need to look to our our Lord and Savior first and foremost. 
We need to seek him for wisdom. Not only wisdom in our personal lives right now, in direction, and encouragement, in power, and strength. If you're feeling depressed, ask the Lord to lift you from that depression. Ask him to bring people and their phone calls and their text uh, messages to that person. To live in the expectations that the Lord is with us and he's lifting us up. He will see us through this. But we are not the first Christians to be tested. And we are not the first group of unbelievers who might be listening today to be tested. We have been tested. We have had economic crises. We've had tall mountains to scale before. But the Lord has seen us through, and he'll see us through again. Let me just pray for a moment. Dear Heavenly Father, we still our hearts for just a moment. We still our minds, we still our souls, and we humbly come before your throne. Father, we just ask that you would indeed forgive our sins. And by the blood that was shed by your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, I just pray that you will send comfort to those who are now without employment. That you would speak into their lives, speak into their lives assurance. Let the Holy Spirit just minister to them. Let them walk through their personal crisis a day at a time. And let them search the scriptures for wisdom from on high, from on you. Let us, Lord, be the arms, the heart, the sight, the feet. Let us be Jesus Christ to them in their lives. Let us not fail to minister to them. Let's not fail to call them, to encourage them. Let us not hold back. (coughs) Let us be generous with what you have provided for us. Let our churches be mindful of their seniors and those who have entered into the realm of the unemployed By what you can energize us to do, we can be such an encouragement, not only spiritually, but physically, to those in the sound of my voice. To you who may know that you are unemployed and the job that you have may not be there, when God closes a door, He will open another door. You will have another opportunity 
waiting for you. And I pray that members of your church will rally around you with the resources from the Lord. And that on the other side of this, there will be such rich remembrances of the body of Christ coming together, ministering, taking care of the needs. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll be right back. This is Michael Medved at michaelmedved.com for Town Hall. At festive Passover celebrations, Jewish people traditionally ask, why is this night different from all other nights? Well, this year, we'll ask, why is this Passover different from all other Passovers? In place of Seder tables packed with family and friends, most of us will dine alone, sitting down only with those who share the same domicile. But Passover in a pandemic does call to mind an often ignored aspect of the original Exodus story. The Jewish people didn't go from slavery to liberation the moment we left Egypt. First, we trekked 50 days to Sinai to receive the law, with 40 more wilderness years after that before entering the promised land. Today's Americans face weeks, even months of continued disruption before resuming normal life. Celebrating Passover alone, my wife and I will recall that true liberation is never instantaneous, but part of a rough, tough, ennobling process. I'm Michael Medved. Sponsored by ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom. It's easy and profitable to be kind to others when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Each day for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness that you can do for others. On May 2nd, you could win $5,000, and a deserving organization will also receive $5,000 in your name. You can make a difference in others' lives when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Take the Kindness Challenge at letstalkfaith.com. Brought to you by Word of Life Bible Institute and Faith Talk, 570 and 910. Weekday mornings at 6, join Pastor Steve Kreloff for Verse by Verse. You cannot entertain any thoughts that it might be an option of whether I want to let these desires live and develop into sinful actions. There's no option. They have to die. Listen to Verse by Verse with Pastor Steve Kreloff. Weekday mornings at 6 on Faith Talk AM 910 and FM 102.1. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Welcome back, Bill Bunkley here, as we just spend a few moments reflecting along with this majestic music. In a few moments, we're going to have with us the senior pastor of the First Baptist Church of Dallas, Texas, Dr. Robert Jeffress. And Dr. Jeffress is going to be sharing with us his thoughts from Scripture and uh, his unique perspective of um, the national picture uh, predicated by his close relationship with uh, our president, uh, Donald Trump. 
And uh, many of us have been praying for the president and asking for the for the Lord to give him wisdom, and I'm sure that has been happening. At the same time, we've been just praying for the resolve and the leadership of our president. And because, as I've mentioned a little bit today, haven't talked about it much, but there's a lot, there's a lot of distracting COVID-19 politics going on. And um, we just have to continue to lift up the president. Well, it was an extra day. It's been three days since I've been with you. We were with you live uh, on Thursday. Many of you had a chance to uh, hear my special uh, Good Friday uh, program feature. And uh, we went through Silent Saturday from Good Friday and arrived at Resurrection Glorious Sunday. And here we are on Monday. Some of you may have missed the President's Prayer for the Nation on Good Friday. And since we'll be talking about that uh, uh, to some degree with Dr. Jeffress, I wanted to take you back to last Friday. This was the President's Prayer for the Nation, uh, the President's Prayer for where we find ourselves as a people, uh, and also a very uh, deliberate uh, prayer uh, to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who is also the Lord and Savior of our President of the United States. So let's uh, let's go to the Oval Office. This was uh, a few days ago on Good Friday. Let's listen in. Well, thank you very much on this Good Friday. Christians from all around the world remember the suffering and death upon the cross of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. At Easter Sunday, we will celebrate his glorious resurrection. At this holy time, our nation is engaged in a battle like never before, the invisible enemy. Our brave doctors, nurses, and responders, first responders, responders of all, are fighting to save lives. Our workers are racing to deliver critical medical supplies. Our best scientists are working around the clock to develop life-saving therapeutics, and I think they're doing really well in doing so. Our people are making tremendous sacrifices to end this pandemic. Though we will not be able to gather together with one another as we normally would on Easter, we can use this sacred time to focus on prayer, reflection, and growing in our personal relationship with God, so important. I ask all Americans to pray that God will heal our nation, to bring comfort to those who are grieving, to give strength to the doctors, nurses, and healthcare workers to restore health to the sick and to renew the hope in every person who is suffering. Our nation will come through like never before. I thank the many families who have prayed for me and for my family, and your prayers are felt, and I am forever grateful. I'd like to thank our great vice president and his wonderful wife, who we all know very well, Karen, for the incredible job they do and for their service, not only to the country, but for their service to God. Almost 3,000 years ago, the prophet Isaiah wrote these words, darkness covers the earth, but the Lord rises upon you 
and his glory appears over you, for the Lord will be your everlasting light. As our nation battles the invisible enemy, we reaffirm that Americans believe in the power of prayer. We give thanks for the majesty of creation and for the gift of eternal life, and we place our trust in the hands of Almighty God. I'd like to just wish everybody a very happy Easter. We're going to be celebrating that very, very special day. And it's going to be, hopefully, a very good weekend and a very productive weekend. And I want to thank everybody in our country and beyond for all they've had to put up with. 184 countries, as of this morning, are fighting this enemy. And we pray for them all. That is President uh, Donald Trump. That was last Friday from the Oval Office on Good Friday. It is remarkable for me to hear the President of the United States be so bold as to not only talk about his faith, but to pray according to his faith. You know, The idea of religion is one of those universal rails that most political consultant experts will tell you stay absolutely far away as a a public official in talking about your faith or religion in general. Now, I do realize that as the president prayed on Friday, we have Muslims, we have Jews, we have Hindus, we have all sorts of other faiths who um, will feel as though they were excluded by the president. But I think it's important to know that all faiths are equally protected under the Constitution of these United States of America. And though in times in the future we as Christians may have political leadership that may not reflect our personal faith, and we can find ourselves in that same space of not having the leader of this country be one that we are united in faith. Uh, But I think that as we are seeing in some parts of our country some very questionable dealings as it comes to the First Amendment, that uh, I am encouraged at this point in this time, and this time that our president has spoken out. Well, someone that knows the president very well, has been a guest on this show on many occasions, Dr. Robert Jeffress, senior pastor at the First Baptist Church of Dallas. He'll be here to share some thoughts, some scripture, and to pray for this nation. I'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Governor Andrew Cuomo says New York's death toll from coronavirus has topped 10,000. 
with hospitals still seeing 2,000 new patients a day. The death tally hit the milestone only about a month after the state recorded its first death. The state tallied 671 new deaths on Sunday. It was the first time in a week the daily dole dipped below 700. Still, the governor noted Monday that people are still dying at a horrific level of pain and grief and sorrow. Meanwhile, New York City's health department says the city is in danger of running out of swabs for COVID-19 tests and should test only hospitalized patients. Storms that killed at least 30 people in the southeast are spreading misery atop a pandemic as they move up the east coast. The severe weather outbreak said 30 people died and 11 died in Mississippi. This is SRN News. Hi, I'm David Moss Jr. from Moss Nissan, and right now, please know that the Moss family cares deeply about your family and our community. And as hard as we work to make our face-to-face experiences for our customers amazing, we understand that right now, not everyone will feel comfortable venturing out to a showroom. So I'd like you to know two things. One, we're going to get through this together. And two, our commitment to unbeatable customer service is always available at mossnissan.com, where you can shop our full inventory of new cars and pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. They're also available at any of our physical locations. You can secure financing, value your trade, take advantage of programs for all military and first responders, and complete your entire purchase online, and all from the comfort and safety of your home. We'll even deliver your new car right to your driveway. Plus, every vehicle features MossCare, which one great benefit is an antimicrobial surface designed to kill all bacteria and viruses. At MossNissan.com, we're committed to never losing a deal over price, and more importantly, never compromising the health and well-being of our customers. God bless. Are you on a credit card treadmill, paying high interest rates and only making minimum payments? The credit card companies love keeping you on their treadmill, going faster and faster and getting nowhere. It's time to call National Debt Relief. If you have $10,000 or more in credit card debt, consolidation loans, medical bills, or collection accounts, National Debt Relief may be able to resolve your debt for a fraction of what you owe with no need for bankruptcy or a consolidation loan. National Debt Relief has resolved more than $3 billion of debt and has helped over 100,000 clients get off the credit card treadmill. Get off the credit card treadmill and get on the road to financial freedom. Call the company ranked number one for debt resolution and rated A-plus with the Better Business Bureau, National Debt Relief. For your free no-obligation evaluation, call today, 800-990-4711, The coronavirus is devastating our economy, leaving working men and women at huge risk. But you prepared, kept your insurance premiums paid up, and made sure you were covered. Don't let the insurance company keep you from getting everything you're entitled to. Go to FileAclaimToday.com and let them act on your behalf. Business, home, building, wind, rain, fire, or flood, theft, vandalism, or act of God. You deserve what you've paid for. File a claim today. Toll free at 833-411-FILE or at FileAclaimToday.com. Take Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go. Using our mobile app, Let's Talk Faith.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at Radio.com. Church is where you find the teaching and fellowship to grow in Christ. But between Sundays, how do you keep your spiritual gas tank filled? You can always find strength between Sundays here on Faith Talk, AM 570 and AM 910. But if you live in the Lakeland, Winter Haven, Auburndale area, check us out on FM 102.1, streaming at Let's Talk Faith.com.
Welcome back. Bill Bunkley here with the Bill Bunkley Show. It is that very important time of the afternoon that we have set aside ever since we have begun this this new paradigm, this temporary paradigm shift in our lives because of COVID-19. And I'm very sincere when I tell you that this is the most uh, important 15 to 20 minutes of our time together, a time to come together as a community and to pray and to share. Well, today, uh, someone who's been a frequent guest on the Bill Bunkley Show, and of course, uh, uh, Pathway to Victory is one of our very important ministry shows here on WTBN. He's also the uh, author of a book that might be very timely for you to pick up. It's entitled Courageous, 10 Strategies for Thriving in a Hostile World. We understand that a little bit more. I'm talking about the senior pastor of the First Baptist Church of Dallas, Texas, uh, Dr. Robert Jeffress is joining us this afternoon. Dr. Jeffress, it's good to have you back. Oh, great to be back with you, Bill. Thanks. Well, we wanted to talk with you this afternoon. And in fact, uh, just before you came on the air, I'm sure you had a chance to uh, hear and appreciate uh, President Donald Trump's prayer for the nation on Friday, uh, Good Friday. And uh, I wanted to just begin our conversation that uh, you are a pastor of one of the most significant churches uh, in Baptist life in America. We've now gone through an Easter like no other Easter we've experienced in our lifetime. And with that, you happen to be very close and a confidant of President Trump. How all does that add up with what you can share the Lord is sharing with you this important time the day after Easter? Well, you know, uh, I said Sunday, in fact, I told the president Saturday, I've never heard of stronger articulation of the Christian faith from the Oval Office than I did Sunday on or Friday on Good Friday. And, of course, you know, he chose to worship with our service, uh, church, on Sunday morning, Easter Sunday morning. And uh, it, it's just fascinating what happened, Bill. We had uh, uh, over a million people who watched the service online uh, Sunday morning. Wow. He had 7,000 people who indicated they prayed to trust in Jesus Christ as their Savior. And, you know, the silver lining in all of this uh, sheltering in place and quarantine is that on Easter Sunday, more people heard the gospel message of Jesus Christ from churches all across America online than they would have heard any other time at a time they needed to hear it most. And what I'm reminded of is what Paul wrote in Philippians 1.12. He said, Brethren, I want you to know that my circumstances have turned out for the greater progress of the gospel. And he went on to say that's why he's rejoicing. Uh, I rejoice in my circumstances. Remember what Paul's circumstances were? He was in isolation. He was in prison facing what could have been his execution. But he said, I rejoice in this because it's working out for the spreading of the gospel. And, you know, if Paul's uh, goal in life had been peace or prosperity or pleasure, then his circumstances were a tragedy. But his goal was bigger than that. His goal was to share the gospel with as many people as possible. And I think to Christians listening right now uh, who are spiritually discerning, they are understanding how this present inconvenience is being used by God to spread the gospel. And that's why we can truly rejoice in these difficult circumstances. Mm. As people are hunkered down and all across our area, and of course your area there in Dallas, 
on one hand, I think we have our, our very uh, orthodox, grounded Christians. They certainly are uh, trusting in the Lord. They understand that uh, he appoints ministers over us. And knowing that uh, we just take this a day at a time. But that doesn't substitute for uh, when you're watching some of the national coverage. Just today, because I've been reframing from really addressing it much, Dr. Jeffress, but I couldn't help myself today because today I addressed some of the COVID-19 politics. And uh, it can be painful at times to see that the division and the political gamesmanship that was happening up until the outbreak of the virus, it, it is still prevalent today, not going into any specifics, but you're in the midst of this. How frustrating is it for you? Because uh, we, we know that God has a plan, and he knows that he wants all of us, especially our leaders, to be at this point of a crisis acting like stateswomen and states, uh, men and stateswomen. But it's not, it's not happening on all levels. What would you say to people who are grappling with this? Well, I'm never surprised when politicians act like politicians. And look, the fact is we have an election coming up. Everybody's cognizant of that. And I think uh, some will try to use that to their advantage. But uh, I really believe from my interactions just not recently but over the last five years with President Trump, I really believe he has the nation's best interest at heart. And uh, I think he took some early steps. Uh, to try to uh, take care of this uh, crisis, but nobody could have predicted this uh, to this magnitude. And uh, I just think this is a time, regardless of our political beliefs, that we need to be praying for our leadership. We need to be praying for the president. We need to be praying for Congress and for our uh, state officials as well. Uh, I think the American people are going to judge pretty harshly anybody that used this for political gain and didn't put the interest of the American people first. Hmm. If you're joining us, you recognize that voice. That is Dr. Robert Jeffress, uh, uh, who is uh, such a very important part of our programming here. He's also author of the book Courageous, 10 Strategies for Thriving in a Hostile World, and just gave us that absolutely incredible praise report of the worship service of the First Baptist Church in Dallas. So many people coming to the Lord. Uh, A lot of people are speculating. And uh, that's just it, it's speculating. But here we have this tremendous COVID-19 plague that has virtually shut down many important aspects of the world where um, Christians are gathered. What are your thoughts about this? Is this, is this a wake-up call? Is this the Lord giving maybe uh, the world one last time to block everything out, give them an opportunity to focus on him? Anything prophetically that uh, you're sort of feeling these days about what this means? Well, you know, there's a pretty strong word of warning in the book of Deuteronomy against any so-called prophet speaking presumptuously about what the Lord is saying if the Lord, in fact, hasn't spoken. So, you know, I uh, do not feel that uh, God has given me the ability to say what he's up to in this uh, COVID crisis. Uh, You know, what is the result? What is the cause of it? Is it a specific judgment of God, or is it, in fact, uh, the result of living in a fallen world that's uh, 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 tainted with viruses and sickness and death? 
Uh, I tend to believe probably the latter. I think we live in a world that is filled with uh, uh, sicknesses. This world is not the world that God intended it to be. It's the result of man's original rebellion in the Garden of Eden, and we're suffering the effects of that right now. But thank God this isn't the world that will always be. Jesus Christ is coming back to create a new heaven and a new earth. But I do believe God can use these negative consequences for our own personal good. I mean, this is a wake-up call. I said this on Fox and Friends Sunday morning. It's a reminder that we may think we control our lives. We don't. This invisible enemy, as the president calls it, uh, this uh, virus has completely upended our lives. And it's just a reminder that we're not in control. And I think it's also, Bill, a reminder that ultimately all that matters is our relationship with God. Even if we survive this virus and don't die from it, we're going to die from something. And I told our congregation Sunday morning, God has said it is appointed unto every man once to die and then the judgment. Nobody gets out of this world alive. And what matters most is our relationship with God and whether or not he accepts us into his presence. Hmm. Uh, Pastor, would you please pray for us now and pray for our nation? We've got a few minutes here before we have our break, and uh, we would just love to have you take us to the throne room. You bet. Father, I thank you that you're a sovereign God, a God who knows all, a God who saw all of this before it ever came to pass. And, Father, we thank you for your mercy, and we do pray for your mercy and grace upon our United States of America right now, as well as the rest of the world, Father, that you would remove this virus, and, uh, Father, that we would come to even want to be closer to you as a result of it. And I pray for all of our medical personnel, our first responders, Father, protect them, uh, give them the skill and the power they need to bring healing to people. Father, we pray for the many who are suffering the loss of death. Even in our own country, 22,000 have died. So many families are grieving, and I pray you'd be especially merciful to them. Father, I pray for our great president, Donald Trump. I know he seeks your wisdom. He's grappling with important decisions right now. Give him your wisdom and give him your strength during this time. We pray for our Congress, for our governors, for our local officials, Father, that this would not be a time for partisan politics, but there would be a coming together of people to do what is best for your people. And, Father, we thank you. We thank you for the grace you exhibited through the Lord Jesus Christ that we serve a risen Savior, and it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. I want to remind you that Pathway for Victory, you can tune in every weekday morning at 7.30 a.m. So, hey, tomorrow morning at 7.30, flip on AM 570-910 and have an opportunity to hear from Dr. Robert Jeffress. I also want to recommend his book, Courageous, 10 Strategies for Thriving in a Hostile World. Uh, You can have that delivered to your doorstep from Amazon. I had a chance to interview uh, Dr. Jeffress uh, some time back about this book, and this is a great one for you to have right now. And, of course, we just uh, ask the Lord to bless the entire congregation, the First Baptist Church of Dallas, and to bless Dr. Jeffress and his family. And, as always, uh, your wisdom and your leadership is always so important to me. And thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to, uh, to inform us and to encourage us today. Thanks so much for having me, Bill. God bless and protect you and your listeners. Thank you. We'll see you soon. You bet. All righty. Bye-bye. 
Again, that is Pathway to Victory, and uh, you can uh, have a chance to listen to that uh, every weekday morning at 730. What an update. What a uh, – I did not uh, – I, can I just confess this? Uh, when we scheduled Dr. Jeffress, and I was looking forward to this day, it, it's amazing God's timing sometimes. Now, we didn't tell Dr. Jeffress uh, we were going to play the president's comments on Good Friday, but he immediately uh, acknowledged those few moments in history as uh, one of the most uh, important historical events of a president talking about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, especially the time of crisis. I did not know. I know the president was watching a, um, uh, a service on Sunday morning. I did not know that uh, he and the first lady of the family had tuned in to the First Baptist Church of Dallas. Over a million people streaming. Wow, that's got to be some sort of server, isn't it? <laughs> and at the same time, what, 7,000 people plus acknowledging, uh, giving their life to the Lord? This is what this time is really all about. And, you know, it, it sort of flips that switch when you hear Dr. Jeffress say, well, you know, politicians are going to be politicians. And what we see happening with what I refer to as the COVID-19 politics. Uh, but, you know, it's just reassuring to know that men and women in leadership all through the eons of time of humanity, you read so many of the shenanigans in the Old Testament, and to realize that, All of this is not catching the Lord by surprise. Some final thoughts from yours truly, Bill Bunkley. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Hi, I'm Robert Jeffress, pastor of First Baptist Church in Dallas and Bible teacher on Pathway to Victory. In recent weeks, the coronavirus has taken the world by storm. While millions are isolated at home, everyday life has taken on a new definition of normal. So I want to share two encouraging words to help you navigate through this crisis. The first word is prayer. Philippians 4, 6 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. And the second word is precaution. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So pray as if your safety completely depends upon God, and take precautions as if your safety depends completely on you. Remember, this crisis is going to pass, and through it all, we can take comfort in knowing that God is still in control. You don't allow just anyone into your home, and Cornerstone Pros doesn't let just anyone join their team. Cornerstone Pros technicians are the best of the best. Background checked, drug tested, and professionally trained to certify skills and dependability. Servicing air conditioners, plumbing, electrical, and generators. Call 813-291-0522. For service like it ought to be, fair, fast, and friendly, call Cornerstone Pros. It's easy and profitable to be kind to others when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Each day for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness that you can do for others. On May 2nd, you could win $5,000, and a deserving organization will also receive $5,000 in your name. You can make a difference in others' lives when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Take the Kindness Challenge at letstalkfaith.com. 
Brought to you by Word of Life Bible Institute and Faith Talk, 570 and 910. It's long, over a thousand chapters, over 30,000 verses. No wonder so many of us have never read it cover to cover. Want to do it? Want to read the entire Bible? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com. BibleStudyTools.com includes Bible in a Year, an interactive plan for reading, learning, and understanding the Bible. Deepen your faith and impact your walk with God, one day at a time. Bible in a Year, just one one of the new interactive Bible study tools at BibleStudyTools.com. Hey, it's Mike Gallagher here. Things being what they are, you might have more spare time than you're used to. Keep busy by attacking that honey-do list, including having Autoglass America replace your cracked windshield. Autoglass America comes to you, keeping you safe. And with comprehensive insurance, you'll not only get a new windshield, you'll get up to $100 cash back. If you're a snowbird, it's connected to Florida Insurance, so you won't get this deal up north. I'm a customer. I love Autoglass America. Call 813 glass 81396 glass or autoglassamerica.com there are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases wash your hands avoid close contact with people who are sick avoid touching your eyes nose and mouth stay home when you are sick cover your cough or sneeze clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray for more information visit cdc.gov/covid19 this message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Take Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go. Using our mobile app, Let's Talk Faith.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at Radio.com. Do you have COVID-19 symptoms, need testing, and are a Hillsborough County resident? Call 813-272-5900 to qualify and get registered for a free test. Insurance is not required. Visit hcflgov.net slash stay safe for more information. That's hcflgov.net slash stay safe. All right, uh, Bill Bunkley here, and we want to quickly bring you back. We're going to dip in. President Trump uh, is uh, at his press conference. It just got underway. Dr. Fauci has just been called the podium. Let's, uh, let's dip in for a few moments. That's the first thing. The second thing is that I had a really very, very productive conversation with the Congressional Black Caucus uh, this morning. Uh, for about an hour, and they really wanted to know what exactly are we going to be doing in the immediate as well as the long range about the health disparities and the discrepancies both in infection and in poor outcome in the minorities in general, but specifically African-American. And, I mean, I made it very clear to them that what we have to do is focus on getting the resources where the vulnerable are to be able to get testing done, to be able to get the appropriate um, uh, identification where proper and where appropriate to isolate and contact trace if we can, but also to help mitigate in a community that is, is suffering and suffering much more disproportionately. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. The other point I wanted to make is that I, I, I had uh, an interview yesterday that I was asked a, a hypothetical question. Uh, and hypothetical questions sometimes can get you into some difficulty because it's what would have or could have. The nature of the hypothetical question was if, in fact, we had mitigated earlier, could lives have been saved? And the answer to my question was, as I always do, and I'm doing right now, perfectly honestly, say yes. I mean, obviously, if you, mitigation helps. I've been up here 
many times telling you that mitigation works. So if mitigation works and you instigate it and, and you initiate it earlier, you will probably have saved more lives. If you initiated it later, you probably would have lost more lives. You initiated it at a certain time. That was taken as a way that maybe somehow something was at fault here. So let me tell you from my experience, and I can only speak from my own experience, is that we had been talking before any meetings that we had about the pros and the cons, the effectiveness or not of strong mitigations. So discussions were going on mostly among the medical people about what that would mean. The first and only time that Dr. Burks and I went in and formally made a recommendation to the president to actually have a, quote, shutdown in the sense of not really shutdown, but to really have strong mitigation. We discussed it. Obviously, there would be concern by some that, in fact, that might have some negative consequences. Nonetheless, the president listened to the recommendation and went to the mitigation. The next second time that I went with Dr. Burks into the president and said, 15 days are not enough. We need to go 30 days. Obviously, there were people who had a problem with that because of the potential secondary effects. Nonetheless, at that time, the president went with the health recommendations, and we extended it another 30 days. So I can only tell you what I know and what my recommendations were. But clearly, as happens all the time, there were interpretations of that response to a hypothetical question that I just thought it would be very nice for me to clarify because I didn't have the chance to clarify. Thank you. You know, I, to be honest with you, I don't even remember what the date was. But I can just tell you the first and only time that I went in and said we should do mitigation strongly, the response was yes, we'll do it. And what did he do? Is that the travel restrictions? No. Uh, the travel restriction is separate. That was whether or not we wanted to go into a mitigation stage of 15 days of mitigation. The travel was another recommendation. When we went in and said, we probably should be doing that, and the answer was yes. And then another time was we should do it with Europe, and the answer was yes. And the next time we should do it with the UK, and the answer was yes. In this interview, you said there was pushback. Yeah. Where did that pushback come no, from? No, it wasn't. That was the wrong choice of words. You know what it was? When people discuss, not necessarily in front of the president, when people discuss, they say, well, you know, this is going to have maybe a harmful effect on this or on that. So it was a poor choice of words. There wasn't anybody saying, no, you shouldn't do that. Are you doing this voluntarily, or did no, the president No, I'm doing it. I, uh, uh, everything I do is voluntarily. Please, don't even imply that. So, okay. so Mr. President, the question is... By the way, the travel ban, that was earlier. The travel ban was done earlier. And if you look at statistics, I happen to write a couple of them down. If you look at statistics, so on January 6th, that's long before the dates you're talking about, there were CDC issued a travel notice for Wuhan, China, a notice before there was even a confirmed case of the virus in the United States. That's on January 6th. This is all documented uh, because we have so much fake news. I like to document things. January 6th, long before the dates we're talking about, CDC issued travel notice to Wuhan, for Wuhan. On January 11th, 
We have zero cases in the United States. Zero. We don't have any cases. So All right, we got to bring it back reported. in, but you just heard a very, very important exchange between Dr. Fauci and the press corps and making it very clear whether it's the right decision or the wrong decision, 10 years down the road looking back, the president took the health care recommendation from the health care task force and went with their recommendation. My inventory just told me four different times. And this was a shot across the bow to that fake news interview, and I'll use that word because when you listen to what Dr. Fauci said, that's not how they spun it. I'm Bill Bunkley. Going to take a time out until 3 o'clock tomorrow. I'll be with you then. Until that moment, we encourage you, keep on keeping on. God bless and good night.